Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. of weapons like i have a prop of a doom hammer from world of warcraft uh you have a splatterhouse mask i see in your background <laughs> yeah i have a bb gun i couldn't remember where it is oh yeah he's up there. my our my wife's cousin gave me a it's like a tomahawk with like it's i don't know it was our my birthday and he was like here you go you can have this and i was like Thanks. So I was just like, all right, whatever. But I do not own a replica of a minigun, and neither does Gabe Newell anymore. So not anymore. Uh, we have an article here that uh, says uh, someone stole Gabe Newell's minigun. And just to go over some notes real quick of this, uh, back in, I believe, June of this year, uh, a suspect no, uh, by the name of Sean Chaputis. I think that's how you pronounce it. A 32-year-old allegedly stole a prop minigun and $40,000 from Valve's Bellevue office last June. Uh, Among the things that were stolen (laughs) were Valve's promotional items, memorabilia, several consoles, a pile of games, and several laptops. And the reason I bring up the pile of games, and I think this is going to be funny for you too, is he got caught on the security footage of a GameStop trying to sell the games for $336. Yeah, what a haul. Which in reality that was probably a twelve hundred dollar haul. <laughs> yeah, but also you got to wonder like, did he grab PC games because they just can't take those on trade? Well, the thing is, I think since he grabbed consoles, so I guess there are people hmm. in the Valve that have consoles that probably test games that are on Steam that are also on consoles, or it might right. be one of those situations where like my buddy that. Uh, works for blizzard he used to work at another place and they just had video game systems in there where they would just like after work we'd be like all right we're playing smash for three hours or something like oh yeah rocket league time yeah oh man that was that was super fun but uh yeah if we go more into this article this guy so the bellevue office uh correct me if i'm wrong but bellevue that'd be a california right maybe Uh. Sure. I can check. I don't I know for a fact real quick. I know for a fact it's not in Florida. And this guy there's a Bellevue near me, so I'm not sure. This guy sounds like a Florida man because this uh this guy had six outstanding warrants. Yeah, he got caught one point stealing a FedEx van because he just saw the keys were in it and was like, I'll just take this. And they pulled he led uh, he led the cops on a high speed chase and they pulled him over and apparently he was like barefooted and all this other shit too. There is a video link to that chase. Oh, is there really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the actual, like, well, well, is it a chase? No, it's just them talking and standing near the FedEx truck. Oh, my God, there's a shot of the steering wheel. Like, okay, they were desperate for footage. Never mind. It's not the chase at all. They were trying to dramatize it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when we watch we watch the news in the morning before work, and they were, like, talking about, like, school's starting up, and the lady's, like, out in front of the school before the sun's even up. And I'm like, well, we're here at the school. Nobody's here yet. In fact, not even the teachers are, but it's starting soon. No shit. 
Like, wouldn't you want yeah. to, well, I guess, like, you would want kids in that shot to look, make it look more authentic, but they were like, what if someone tries to do something stupid? And I'm just like, Maybe, Man, yeah. That's better publicity. Yeah, it's just a silly, like you said, dramatization. Um, yeah, this guy's done a lot. I don't know, and also the articles doesn't, he says allegedly, he or, or I'm sorry, not he, I think it's a she, or they, we'll just say they. They said that uh, they don't know if the minigun is a prop or not. <laughs> I would think that it's the minigun prop from Team Fortress 2, yeah, from the heavy. Yeah, he's like standing there, I don't know, and it fires It fires knives from Gabe's collection. <laughs> oh, man, that uh, you sent me this article, and I was just like, I, I thought it was a joke at first, because you didn't send me well, the article. Well, yeah, you said like, you're like, you got any news you want to talk about? And all I replied with was Gabe Newell minigun stolen, and you're like, what? I was like, that's and not real. I sent you a link, and you're like, oh, you're serious. <laughs> well, I mean, those aren't that that combination of words is not something that I hear in my everyday life. So I yeah. just assumed that it was, you know, false. But yeah, I don't know. I hopefully, I think Gabe got all of his stuff back. But uh, yeah, hopefully, the millionaire got all his garbage back. Oh yeah. Oh, there's the there it is. <laughs> whatever well that's the thing too you don't they don't say if it's a if it's a um a prop or not he's so he's a rich fat man who cares it, like he could buy anything that he wants to it could be real or fake he's a rich fat man so yep all right richard fatman here yep. all right so uh i guess we need to point out the elephant in the room uh, again chris isn't here this week he is finishing up his last week you got an elephant in your room i found the elephant again oh uh, there's the duke nukem Throwback to yeah. the last po- or one of the last podcasts that Scotty was on, right? But yeah, the uh, uh, Chris is still on vacation in Florida. I think he'll be coming back like Thursday or Friday. From what he's been telling me from work and all that stuff and family, he desperately needed this. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, but he'll be back. And so uh, again, we have Scotty Mo for show with us. Uh, last week was really fun. We had a lot of fun talking about our favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. That podcast took me ten hours to edit, but. I don't know why. <laughs> because I'm OCD. That's why. And I almost mm-hmm. called you Chris. That- <laughs> but uh, let's get into our weeks. Uh, that's usually how this format works. And I'm going to start with my guest. So, Scotty, what have you been doing this week? <clears throat> I haven't been playing a whole lot, as usual. Uh, but I actually recently what popped up in the mail, I'll mention it real quick because I, again, haven't played it yet, uh, was Limited Run's physical release of Freedom Planet. Oh, nice. With their cool little card. I like those cards that they give out with them. Haven't, I've played that game before. I've almost beaten it, but I haven't, uh, but I wanted to have that. It's a spiritual, very Sonic-inspired um, platformer by Galaxy Trail. They have the sequel coming out. They haven't released a date or anything for that yet, but that should be cool. Okay. I think, uh, I think I remember when that game was, didn't it get kickstarted? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I that's actually how I first found out about it, and um, I did back that thing forever ago. And had it, I got it on PC first when I totally could not run the thing. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting it, downloaded it for PS4, and finally was able to play it there. Because also I felt I didn't have a game controller or anything at that point. Like right. I felt weird playing a PC, a platformer on a PC like that, despite. Fun fact about me, I played all of Sonic CD on a keyboard back in the day when Sega would release those, like, PC... Sega PC was their whole line. They did that in Sonic and & Knuckles and, and Sonic Schoolhouse and crap like that. Um, you know, Garfield caught in the act, all the classics. <laughs> but 
there was um but yeah so i'm maybe i'll do an unboxing for that i don't know i'm just i'm happy to physically have it because it's a really yeah it, it i think it was the first most successful sonic inspired indie game like everything else this was a, it's a 16-bit platformer is what it looks like um more so than just every other mario clone and every other mega man clone out there you know so that's exciting for- i think i remember kickstarting that back during the kickstarting like i had a an era where i was just like kickstarting like stuff non-stop because i think the first thing i kick-started was uh shovel knight and i was like i was like oh man like games are good when you kickstart them and then i kickstarted <laughs> mighty number no. nine and i was like oh no <laughs> freedom planet was kickstarted back in 2015 nice i think the only kickstarter i'm waiting on now is i kickstarted the complete super nintendo library by pat contry by nes you know pat the nes punk oh his next book or whatever yeah and uh but it's the Super Nintendo version, and, I, and Super Nintendo is like my console. That's the console right. I grew up with, and that's the one I love the most. So I'm excited to get that. I think I just got an email update, and it said that the that the big trailer, not the trailer, but like semi-trailer crate thing that shipped from overseas has gotten to their warehouse. So they're going to do inventory. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they gotcha. print them off somewhere off, you know, out of the country. Yeah, yeah. But you said trailer, and I was thinking like a movie trailer, no. <laughs> so I was very confused. Uh, they're going to do inventory and start shipping stuff out, so I'm excited to get that. Because cool. it's one of those books that's really nice to have like like on the coffee table where some people come over and they're just like, oh, what's this? Oh, crap, this is yep. really cool. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. That's neat. Um, I also... Oh, uh, I I keep forgetting to bring this up, but I finally did play my Doom Game Boy Advance oh. version of Doom. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's um, also I have an SP, and I forgot how this thing doesn't fit adult hands. Like your hands end up looking like a oh, dead scorpion or something when you're holding the thing. Yeah, so you may as well just like hold it <laughs> in your fist. I don't know. I mean, the controls they mapped out all right to it. Like R is shoot, L is something else, or no, I think L and R is strafe, and then A is shoot. I don't know. Uh, point of the matter is, the screen is not made for the speed of this game, so mm. it's it's like almost on par with like a Game Gear game or something. It's not good with the blurriness of all the colors and everything. Oh, um, I don't know. I sort of played it a little bit. It's more... I really like Doom, and it's more the fact that I own Doom on the Game Boy Advance now. They put the second one out, too, somehow. But um, <laughs> what's also interesting is this does have multiplayer and co-op. With the link cables, I guess? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I heard you have four of those, so... Uh, oh, no, that's a different thing. That's the Game Boy... That's the GameCube to oh, GBA that's right. connector. Yeah, that's that's right. not the same thing. Yeah, that cable is different. You can find those. There were a thousand and one third-party releases of that cable. You can find that yeah. anywhere. I, w- I will say that the, the SP, I think, still ages well just in, like... If you want to, if you want to like play Game Boy Advance games just on the OG consoles or something like that, mm-hmm. like if you get yeah. if you get the SP that has the backlight, which is the one I have, that that's what I have. That yeah. one is amazing. Like I remember the first ones. I like, didn't know there was one without a backlight though. Was the there? OG blue ones, like the original ones that first came out, did not have a backlight. And then I think the the first ones that came out were like the Robins, like the teal looking ones. Those ones had backlights too. Oh 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 oh. oh. Wait, are you talking about the SP? or the gba i'm talking about the sp okay i thought all sps had a backlight on them but i also i know there are different versions in terms of like crispness of the screen that nintendo actually released like the last 
line of them, I yeah. guess, have better screens. And there's some way with the uh, serial number or something that you can tell oh, or okay. some number on the back. I forget. It's like model number AGS something. Those things are awesome because having a handheld that you can close like that was that was amazing not to mess up the screens and all that stuff. And that was I think that was the first con- like the first handheld that Nintendo came out and then that eventually became the the DS and the DS Lite and all. I remember the big old clunky the old school DS where it was huge but it had like a That's little a had. little bitty little bitty screens and all that stuff. So. Yep. I had the red one cuz it came with Mario Kart. Yep. I remember sitting in Japanese class in 11th 10th or 11th grade and my buddy Steven he was a one grade above me and I was like hey Steven can I play Mario Kart he's like yeah here you go and this big old clunky DS and I was just like yeah <laughs> teacher's like are you listening and I'm like yep <laughs> open up a shoebox it's the same size yeah. oh man simpler um, times yeah that was a horrible system for games that you that that model of it was a horrible mm-hmm. system because I remember um it wasn't Mario Kart but I had another game that I you had to hold it with one hand and use the stylus with the other but if you were doing that for any brain age no I didn't play any smart games <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh <laughs> I forget what it was but it was something that I'm sure if I could find my collection I could look at it and tell you real quick but yeah. you had to hold it with one hand use the stylus with the other but if you were doing that for like longer than half an hour it just hurts your wrist yeah and you couldn't really switch it easily because it's like, oh, now I have to be a left-handed or, or whatever, like right with the hand you never do. Welcome to try, so, Welcome to playing Kid Icarus on DS, that Kid Icarus uprising. Dumbest design for what could have been a good game. Yep. Or what is a good game, I guess. I didn't play it too extensively, but they had to create a tray to set your stupid system on yep. to play I have it comfortably. It. I have it. Ugh. I mean, I can't say anything. I've got that dumbass second stick because I bought it because I knew that Resident Evil Reve- Revelatons... Um, <laughs> Uh, revelations um i have that messed up case because it was one of the launch cases yeah. so of course i have the weirdo one it's a it's spelled wrong there's uh actually uh liam from formerly of super best friends on youtube he actually has a wrist problem now because of kid icarus uprising because cool kid icarus uprising implemented the like kirby games do it now where they difficulty factor where before each level you can put like if you want to you know, the new super smash bros does it too where you can be like, I want to play super hard. So you push like the bar all the way up to like nine. And then if you die, it yeah. pushes you down to like seven or something like that. And he beat the entire game on nine. And now whenever he plays games that are like intensive like that, he has to wear a wrist brace. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. It's that. Nuts. Well, that was that made by Hal as well. Cause Kirby and smash brothers are both made by the same company. Possibly. I don't exactly know for sure. I do remember I was super excited about it cause the game looks great. I liked all the redesigns. I mean, cause the last Icarus kid Icarus game you had was from Nintendo. So you could do right. anything you wanted with the designs. So, but it was, it's a fun, yeah. it's a, it, I'm going to say it's a fun game and it's very interesting. Like the mechanics they use. It's the same reason I think I like ill bleed, but I'll get into that later. So, <laughs> I mean, they were trying to actually do stuff too. Yeah. Something different. Uh, yeah. Innovation. Well, that's the only word. Why am I trying to think of another word? Ingenuity. Um, yeah, we'll go with that one too. <laughs> um, so also on my, Oh, so when I was editing, uh, the most recent mega visions podcast, um, I was waiting for it to finish rendering and had some time and whatever. So I popped in vigilante eight second offense. Yes. I was like, man, I just haven't played. Okay. It was you. I couldn't remember who it was that we were talking at the marathon or somewhere. Those were my twisted metal. Yeah. 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 I, I like twisted metal one and two a lot. Um, 
and I played a lot of the first Vigilante 8, but the second one was really what I played the most. Um, so even with that co-op mode that was so buggy, the game would crash so consistently yep. to the point that I emailed Activision. Oh, wow. And I <laughs> got a reply from Activision. I have that email printed out still. You should frame it and put it in the living room. <laughs> it basically said, like, we understand the game is faulty and we're not doing shit about it, but thank you for enjoying our product. <laughs> yeah, this is at the time of updates. Updates were a no. sequel. So yeah, but I mean, it happened enough. Like every time we played the game co-op, we could not get through a campaign without it freezing. Like we just hoped and saved after every. This was back when there's no auto save, kids. Yeah, we just hoped and prayed and saved as often as we could. But I was playing that, and I, I was trying to get through. Um, the it's it split into three like factions, so to speak. What all that means is like your level objectives. Instead of blow all these things up, you have to protect them. Or instead of like collect these and deliver them, you just have to collect these items. Right. You know, there's not drastic difference to the gameplay the character i was playing as i should have looked it up because i can't remember their name it was like samurai something but i always plays as trash man yeah i play i beat his no uh dallas 13 i beat his mode first um he's the future space cowboy oh yeah <laughs> um yeah 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 um uh, try to find this character obaki who's in this little kind of motorcycle samurai motorcycle thing she's horrible <laughs> she has almost no armor her special fucking sucks because you use it and she turns into, I guess, a blade and she screams something and then hones in on whatever enemy you're targeted on. But you can't control that. It's just you turn into this blade and you rock it towards them on the ground. But if they're like on the other side of the level, you'll just fire into wherever and not make it to them. And like the level that I was playing on was Louisiana. So it's all like marsh and water and stuff. Yeah. And you have to um, collect these briefcases and deliver them. And some of them are like higher than the water level. And I could not remember like, how do I do this? And I thought that there's these crocodiles floating around that can attack you. When they bite you, you bounce straight in the air so i was trying to do that <laughs> to get the briefcases because i just didn't know until i finally looked it up and it's like yeah there's a uh, two bridges on um or they're like they're almost dams or whatever you raise you fire at a crank near them and next to them and that will raise the oh water level God. and i'm like what the fuck i found one of them and i thought like oh I, I, and the only reason i thought to raise it was because there was health higher than the platform itself and then i had to look that up and then even then it's a finite amount of time. Right. Um, but so I would like accidentally do my special sometimes and it would just fire off and I just drown in the water and whatever. <laughs> and that game's controls are fucking garbage. I forgot how loose that mm -hmm. game controls. Yep. But this speedy character, when I'm like on a precise area, I just hold down the handbrake and she'll just like backwards, go backwards. <laughs> and even though I'm not hitting down on the D-pad or something, but it's still a good game. It's still a fun game. Um, maybe we'll try to do that next year for the marathon, like four player or something. Um, yeah. But the, I just, I, I realize why I never play is the, the small speedy characters. Cause it's, they're so their controls. It's, you have to be so finite with that kind of happened in wind jammers also. Yeah. The, the Japanese the character, small speedy people. Yeah. Uh, which one was that? The girl? Yeah, that was the girl. Because anytime I would pick her, I would like over dash, and I would like a lot oh, of yeah. times the frisbee would drop or the disc would drop, and I'm just like, I'm going oh, back yeah, to my yeah. burly American dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but that game is something I always played as Molo, the bus driver, or uh, the space cowboy, or also the garbage man. Um, because you can control. That's the thing with the garbage man special. You pick them up and smash them around. Yeah. You could use that to like throw them into explosive stuff. Um, 
uh, or off the level or whatever. Yeah. So that's one of the better but specials, I, I, in my opinion. I remember, though, if they were small cars, he would put them in the back of his garbage tr- truck. Oh, yeah, and fire them out. Yeah, that's right. Because they would, like, get banged up inside. And then if they were too big to put back there, that's when he they would be – he would just smash them up and down with, like, the that, – that, Yeah. You know what? That's another thing, too, is I'm starting to see less and less garbage trucks that are like that, you know, because those are for like the dumpsters where they have the dump. Oh, yeah. Now they just have the claw on the side because recently the uh, garbage truck around us because they issued everyone garbage cans like the big rolly ones. Yeah. And uh, they said everyone has to use these because now we're not we don't have the ones where we load it to the back anymore. We have it to where there's just this big claw that comes out the side, picks it up and then throws it in the truck. Yeah. Like I don't even see a garbage man anymore. That truck could be entirely automatous and i wouldn't even know <laughs> i typed in garbage truck side loader i gotta look at this thing i don't i've never seen these in my in your neighborhood oh interesting yeah okay it's it's literally an arm yeah it's an arm that comes out and then that's weird mm-hmm. there's a really good gif of one where i guess the arm malfunctions or they're going too fast and they it, it picks it up throws it into the back but didn't give it enough time to like shake everything out and the arm just comes down real quick it just flings garbage all over the yard <laughs> <laughs> It's great. That's the thing is that's already taking one half of the jobs of the garbage men. So when automated cars become a reliable thing, you'll just see those going around. Yep. Our robotic overlords. And then you'll see it picking up small dogs and people. <laughs> and just yeeting them. So <laughs> yep. Jeez, oh man. That's really been it, though, in terms of stuff I've played. Uh, wow, I realize when I minimize my screens, there's no illuminating yeah, on there's... my face. I'm so white. <laughs> Um, shockingly caucasian sorry everybody can you tell i don't use a webcam much only with us yeah but like i just it it was just like oh the coolest thing really the coolest thing about vigilante eight second offense and i didn't realize this until way down the line is as you upgrade you can get i think it's like radar shield max speed and also acceleration you get those items every time you kill a character and your car changes appearance over time that is the coolest thing in that game because eventually, like the spoilers, the garbage man's an alien. Eventually, he he's hover. It's a hovering yeah. garbage truck. It's not even on wheels anymore. The same thing happens with with um, Obaki's bike. It turns into. It almost looks like a little bug. Spoilers for Vigilante too. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think maybe that whole because I know. Well, no, Dallas Thirteen's already floating. I don't. Maybe not everyone ends up floating or whatever. But it's such a cool game. It's it's it has a lot of cool ideas. Like it did stuff Twisted Metal didn't because. There, I remember the snow level where you can actually go into the ski lift and like mm-hmm. ride that back yep. down the hill, yep. uh, get health and stuff, and like go in buildings, activate different things. Um, it was a very different time. <laughs> yeah, not prosperous. What's the game? It had a lot of potential and it tried a lot of different things for a goofy little car combat game. Yeah. And I don't know whatever happened to that company. I'm going to. They did do. Did you ever play the re release on XBLA? No. They. Let's see if I can find anything about this company at all. Because they did... It was like a greatest hits kind of thing where it was released on Xbox. Only Xbox, though. Of course. Well, they got the Hydro Thunder re-releases, too. <laughs> well, the I need to play that. Luxo Flux. Okay, they made the Vigilante. Then they made True Crime. Oh. Then they made Kung Fu Panda. Then they made Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. You know... When they said true crime, I was like, oh, and then you said those other two, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, they also made Shrek 2. Don't worry. Uh-oh, we got it. 
and then uh, Star Wars Demolition. Okay, Vigilante 8 Arcade was what it was called. Uh, it's on 360. It's basically just beefed up graphics, but it's the same game, first but game. Ne- like online play. It's like V8 and V8 2. Oh, okay. Does it actually have online? If so, did we, did we find a new Thursday night throwdown? <laughs> oh, it does have online multiplayer. I don't know if the oh, man. I don't want to fucking get gold again. I just <laughs> re-upped my PS Plus. Yeah, uh, you got other reasons why you up up that PS Plus though. Yeah, I do. We played some Rocket League. Yeah, and it was good. Before that, Windjammers. Yep. That's my that's my games, though, but yeah. With Rocket League, we'll segue into my week. Uh, I This yeah. week, I haven't... Like I said... Uh, I, oh, I forgot something. I went to a country rock show last night. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. That sounds like my neck um, of the woods music. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm going to mention this guy and see if I can find him um, online anywhere because your wife might be interested in him. Uh, he doesn't have a picture or anything. So Steve Mokler, he's a country musician. He's actually from Pittsburgh. And what he does is these small towns small towns and campgrounds uh, tour. And so this is how it started and why it took me this long to go to this because when I was in a band, you know, my mom is my biggest fan and everything and she would tell me about this thing like you got to come to this uh, i know you all, and i would always have a gig or whatever it, it would never work out um she's like but this guy who's he's from bridgeville and he plays just in his aunt and uncle's backyard and they get some people out there and stuff but it's a really cool just him on an acoustic guitar i'm like all right whatever mom sure sure yeah. sure and then finally last year rachel and i went and we're like we're neither of us are into country at all like i i don't have anything against it i just can't i wouldn't be able to sit through a whole country show because they i'm gonna say it all sounds the same to me but so we're like we're going there last year and first we couldn't find the place we had the wrong address and we like ended up near a parking lot but i'm like i'm near i live i've lived 20 minutes from this town my whole life surely we can find this place my mom gets the right address and we're heading over and i'm like so we'll you know we'll stick around we'll see what this is we don't have anything going on tonight so maybe it won't be too bad we're thinking like ah whatever some local dude that's just writing country music that's everybody it's either country or rap for some reason that comes out of pittsburgh or both of those (laughs) yeah yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're driving up, and then we see what we think is the house because there's cars all throughout the the yard, like the neighbor na- on the street near the neighbors and stuff. And I just say to Rachel, I'm like, I think this guy might be bigger than we thought he was, honey. <laughs> and so yeah, there were like a hundred people or so, Holy probably crap. more than that, that showed up. And the backyard's pretty big; they've got a couple acres. And so what he does is he. Um, it's it's Steve and his wife and uh, his wife Gracie and they just had a baby. They drive around in a pickup that's pulling a slipstream or whatever it is, like a trailer. Yeah. Uh, one of those things that looks like a UFO, essentially, like a shiny silver thing. And that's what it is. It's home hometowns and campgrounds, and they just play. And the the backdrop is the trailer with just some Christmas lights on it and he stands in front and plays and it was one of the coolest things we've ever been to because he would tell like stories about the town and and just his growing up here he has a song that's about a bar and he he told us last night how every time he plays like he thought it wasn't gonna be a relatable song at all because it's very much about a very specific place he always has fans come up and saying like dude I was in Pittsburgh I couldn't find that bar nobody knew what it was or where it was it's his aunt and uncle's basement. Like, they set up... <laughs> 
So, because it's not an actual bar. Yeah. They just have, like, you know, you have bars set up in the basement and stuff. Yeah, all the it's time. a piece of wood and, on the, up against this, and technically it's a bar. So, yeah, right, exactly. But, like, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice house and it's a nice basement and everything, like a finished basement. But, like, they would have friends over and it would get to the point that every, they were just a very social family. So, they'd always have a game on and they'd have people over, like, even the local police and stuff would be there just hanging out and things like that. Yeah, so he would always write about that and, and people, he told us last night, he's like, people would come up to me and like ask him, ask me where it is and, it, and he's like, uh, you gotta know a guy, you know, because he's not gonna tell them where his aunt and uncle live, yeah. you know, but it's just, it's a very crazy thing uh, and and so we bought an album last year and we were able to sing a couple of songs this year. I never thought I'd say that I could sing along to a country show, but I don't know if it's I like him just because he's like a local guy cuz I or always try backstory. to support the local arts. Yeah, cuz yeah, it's it's and my mom uh thought we would love it and I just passed it off as just whatever. My mom knows I play music and she thought I'd like anything with music. But no, she knew what she was talking about. But I mean also to the point that my mom couldn't make it this year and Rachel and I still went. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to find like what his, but maybe mention it to your wife because she might even know him. He he moved to Nashville and that's where he started his career and stuff. Um, Steve Mokler and I'm trying to find Pittsburgh is an an odd place up in the north. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of weird things that come out and it's all good. Well, e- even just like when we were up there for the uh, for the marathon, like we were kind of where you live. It's kind of very like suburban area and all that stuff. It's like right in between a suburb a suburb and the city, which is is kind of what we were looking for because yeah. I th- Rachel is a city girl and I've always grown up in the suburbs so it's nice to find something that's 20 minutes out of the city but also like a not too far from where my mom lives my hometown and stuff too right. so but it was very even when uh Chris and I were there when uh Scrub vs Chris was there I was like man this is really really nice and he was like yeah it reminds me a lot of LA like how hilly it is and everything but there's just more yeah. green like there's actual forests and shit here I was like I told my wife I was like we need to go up to Pittsburgh one time because I think you would love it up there like excuse me go around the time that we did maybe a little bit later because we usually do like uh something in October or something like that so we might be yeah. getting we might be talking with you and Rachel and might be trying to might be trying to sync something up because especially with that what is it not the land of the dead uh festival but that de- dead festival <sighs> it's a very small thing i don't know if i'd plan anything around that like don't make that the event you're no no for. we would be we just like go to check things out and all that because like we went down to that old school mm-hmm. pinball place and that was really cool yeah the ice cream uh, downtown yeah. i guess that was downtown pittsburgh is that what that was not even no oh, that's really? not even in the city yeah we kind of drove past the city because when we were going to that's lawrenceville when we were driving from our place to Lawrenceville, we took the bridges and kind of drove over the city, and then we were just outside of it with Lawrenceville. Oh, okay. But that was still yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, that, and I, I feel bad that I didn't take you guys to the one-screen theater, but... <laughs> This is going to sound so fucking pretentious, but I was so distracted by the movie they were filming on that street that I didn't think to drive back to that movie theater oh, or yeah. take you guys back that Yeah, way. they were filming something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was uh, Seth Rogen's new movie. I can't remember oh, um, seriously? what it's called or whatever. Yeah, he also gave a shout out to like a local toy shop um, on his Instagram and stuff. So I that doesn't happen all the time in Pittsburgh, everybody. I just want to let you know, like, I'm not like, oh, I got to go to work and avoid <laughs> this giant camera on my way or something. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've been traveling for work for almost four years now and i'm so upset because i never meet anyone famous 
ever. I've never been in the airport and just like oh, walked yeah. past someone. Right. There was one guy that I used to work with when we were on the previous team. He was down. Uh, he was flying. I think he was in Dallas, but I fly Southwest flies out of Dallas Love Field, but there's also a uh, airport down there called Dallas Fort Worth, and I, he was flying out of Fort Worth that time. And he sent me a picture. He's like, "Hey, just met Stevo," and I was like, "Fuck you, dude!" <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I just, I just want to. I don't even care who it is. I just want to be one famous person. It could be some two bit actor. I don't care. I was gonna say we've got like Donny Iris in terms of rock legends or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the Clarks are here. Like I've brushed shoulders with them through gigs and stuff. But that's that's gigs. Like of course you're gonna run into them yeah. there. So I don't even know. I've never really run into anybody famous in. I don't do much traveling, but yeah, so, but so I can understand that though. Like you just, but also who's to say you haven't, like, I think Jack Black used to like dye his hair when he knew he was going to be out in public for a long time or something so that he wouldn't get recognized. So who's to say you haven't actually sat next to somebody or yeah. run across him, but just not known it. You Speaking know? of which I missed Tenacious D was in Austin Thursday on mm-hmm. Thursday and I'm going to Austin tomorrow. So I was like, oh no! But they were also at, what's Jablin? They were also what's Jablin Jables? <laughs> they were also at ACL Fest, and I really don't want to deal with anything with ACL because it is like ACL, which is Austin City Limits. It is a humongous okay. music festival and comedy and movie festival, like everything. It is damn near impossible to traverse anywhere in downtown Austin when that's oh, happening. Oh yeah, because right. There's millions of people that come down there, and I think the last time I looked it up, a couple years ago, there's only like 330,000 hotel rooms in Austin, and Mm. they're sold out the previous year, like for that week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's that and South by Southwest that happens in Austin that it's just, I... Oh, yeah, South by Southwest. Yeah, I can imagine you can't do anything there. When I lived, because I lived in Austin uh, during the South by Southwest or ACL, I can't remember which one it was, but when Obama came down, Mm -hmm. they shut one of the highways down. So Obama could go to like get to and from the airport. So whenever like I was like, why is the hotel like why is the like we had to take a side road. We were driving next to the highway and we saw his limos go by. Oh, we saw like the three because he he, the president has to go with like four or five limos so that people don't know which one he's in for, you know, security purposes and all that. And we saw him go by and I was like, oh, shit. And then about 10 minutes later, the highways opened back up. So it's it's crazy, man. It's nuts. Yeah, that is nuts. Oh, one last thing. I'll say everybody needs to check out the album uh, Born Ready. Hard Not to Love It is the song that we absolutely love. And it's I think we scared one of Rachel's friends, but she was like, oh, that's cute at the same time because we were like belting that out one time in the car. Scotty Moe, pop punker, singing the country. <laughs> Send me the link to that. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to forget. Okay. I will do that right now. My week is very uneventful, though. What you been doing? There's a giant fucking link for you. Oof. Sorry. It's not as big as the eBay link you sent me for Illbleed. So <laughs> yeah. All I do is click the URL bar. I don't know what's going ah, on. That's the same thing I do, too. But uh, no, this week, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Like I said, uh, Sunday night. Sunday, I kind of just relaxed. Monday and Monday night. I've been really, st- not stressed, but just a lot of work going on this this week a lot of stuff where i was working on a project all week and then yesterday i got told that it's scrapped until january so i was like all right cool jesus yeah yeah so on one on one hand you're like are you fucking kidding no you know what that's great cool going back to sleep well the thing is i've been putting the project off for like two three weeks now and then Mm -hmm. because that's how that's just how i work 
I do my best work like the day before something is due. That's when my yeah. best work's going to come out. But I, yeah. I took all day on uh, Wednesday, maybe Thursday to f- work on this. Got it done. Got it like got it to the stage where it can be uh, reviewed. And then it was going to come back to me for all that. And yeah, the girl that's head of the project just messaged me at like two o'clock yesterday. And she's like, yep, it got scrapped until January. And I was like, sweet. I don't have to do anything with it now. So Yeah, that is kind of nice. But uh, as for games, I've been playing uh, Tuesday night. We finished Ill Bleed on the channel. I'm so mad. I didn't. I couldn't make it for that. I co-piloted the last one. I just want to say my piece real quick and you can talk about it. Um, I am legitimately bummed because I really not just wanted to. I had fun helping you and I think it was a good stream last we did. But I really wanted to see the end of that game. And honestly, I don't have the time to sit down and play through four out of the six levels mm-hmm. and then eventually see where we were going to get to the night that you streamed and I missed it. Well, there's a VOD, so... <laughs> yeah, it's not I might the just same do thing, that. Though. No, it's not. The last two chapters were uh, chapter five, which was The Killer Man, which is okay. very... Since you don't know anything about it, I'm just going to say, like, there's this... this Because in Ill Bleed, everything's like I know suits. a little... Well, I mean, it's not really spoilers because it's still the experience and everything, but I know... Is that the one where you turn into a toy? No, that's the last one. That one is... That one is Cork Goes to Hell. Uh, the fifth one is the killer man which is basically about this uh, suit that you think someone's killing people in this like he's basically like star man where he has like this upside down star on his face and he's like a superhero but he's killing people and come to come to find out it's one of the ill bleed suits because everything is suits in ill bleed like it's also established that you know hundreds of people die every day at ill bleed so because they find the morgue which is just this huge sub-level basement of just piles of piles of bodies that they just throw down there. Oh, that's cool. And come to find out, it's not any of the ill bleed people that are in the killer man suit. The suit is possessed by the by the spirits of the dead people that died in ill bleed. So, Hell yeah. And that's not even like, it's super easy because you get a shotgun and so it's super easy to fight killer oh, man. Oh, really? And you don't have, in, in this game, you don't really have ammo. You just have no, just infinite Just ammo. infinite. But the thing is, the, the fight itself is not hard and the fight's not very notable except for the room that you're in. Apparently, it's just a nightmare room with bleeding walls and like faces like coming out of the walls and screaming and all this other stuff the walkthrough said he goes i don't know what to name this room i'm just gonna call it the nightmare room because it's basically that's basically what it is i'm looking it up right now but yeah it was weird but court goes to hell is very interesting because you basically get turned into a toy which you always have a pistol so you always have infinite ammo and basically the story is remember the sexy dolls from earlier in the game sexy dolls the dolls that are like or the things in the toy store. Uh, remember the very long scenario that we had to go through? We were going through like food areas and all that stuff, like the supermarket. Yeah, I don't remember anything sexy. There's though. a doll that's like bent over with her ass hanging out and she's like in a thong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sexy doll is Cork's lady friend. And uh, sexy doll gets buried with their, like the kid that owns them dies because he's sick. Okay. You get, she gets, like, they put sexy doll in. There's like, we're going to give him his favorite sexy doll. And apparently if a toy gets buried with a kid, then the toy goes to toy hell. Naturally. So that's, the whole thing is Cork trying to get back sexy doll so he can fuck her, basically. (laughs) 
<laughs> cool. Oh, wow. I found the room. Holy shit. Yeah, this looks like something out of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And I really, really liked it. Oh, gosh. That is cool. That reminds me of the newest Splatterhouse a little bit, too. Wow, he just fires giant lasers at you. Yeah, and he sh- sh- uh, he throws, like, laser throwing stars at you that track you, so you have to dodge them. You can't just, like, run around him. Oh, yeah. He does, like, a teleporting move, and then if you get too close, he does this, like, 360, like, get like it's like a shove that pushes you huh. back. So you have to make sure, like, if he teleports near you, that you have to dodge and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But the number one way is when he d- uses the beam, that's where you just unload on him because he's just standing in one spot. And if you, like, da- yeah, dodge to the that. side, yeah. He's a, it's a cool costume, mainly because it's covered in blood, but yeah. Yeah, it's like a superhero costume, but just covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. Court goes to hell. It's weird, too, because you have to be careful with your traps because you know how whenever you do your uh, horror vision, it'll pop up. Like, sometimes it'll say, like, oh, this is an item or this is a weapon or something like that. Well, that yeah. changes to story. And if you tag one of the story things, instead, so it, it changes. Instead of having to disarm traps to meet the requirement, you have to get a certain amount of story cutscenes. And if you tag them with the horror monitor, the cutscene won't happen. So you have to be careful in what you're tagging. Oh, wow. That's... Man, this game just gives no shit. It's real weird. And then the final boss is Sonic. Is that the final, final no, boss? No, that's the final boss of Court Goes to Hell. Right, yeah. The okay. final, final boss is you meet, my, what is it, Michael Reynolds, and you go to the horror museum. He's like, here's your hundred million, but you have to fight one of these three bosses from my artist that he's created these paintings. And one of them is the Oh No Man, which is uh, just a headless, like, corpse that has like these si- like garden size he's super easy that's the one that i beat and then the cash man from uh i think chapter three comes back and you have to legitimately fight him and then uh the final boss which i think is a throwback to the blue stinger game i think it's called bull stinger apparently that's the hardest oh, God. Bo- yeah it's the hardest boss and it's the most infuriating but what i what i regret doing is i only beat the ono man and then i ended the stream but i wish i would have went back and because i had a save file right before there and i, yeah. I should have went back and fought all three bosses but i still have that save file so maybe we'll go back to it one day hey you could always go back yeah Oh wow, these things look fucked up. But that was that game. I don't. It's not. I'm not gonna say it's one of my top five, but I am gonna say it's one of my top five most unique gaming experiences because yeah. Every level, like the first level, you know, introduces everything, introduces the horror monitor and all that other stuff. Uh, and then the second one's like, yeah, you remember that horror monitor? Fuck that. You're not going to be using that now. Oh, come to find out that the Illbleed employees apparently used to be monsters because this is found out in, po- in in the court goes to hell because there's a part where the people, the two guys that are controlling the Sonic boss, they're like starting to fight. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just used to be that one. Guy. Remember the in the second one where the guy, the little monster steals your horror? vision and then he looks at you and you're naked he right he is one of the operators in part six so apparently they use remember in part three where they create people like the wooden people yeah well they do the reverse with that with monsters and make monsters into just ill bleed employees it's super fucking weird dude (laughs) it's yep it's so weird and i definitely have to find a copy of this game but not for 110 dollars so nah that game is phenomenal, though. Like, it is... I will be playing it next year at the... My goal is, next year, we want to have an hour block for it for the Dreamcast Marathon, and I'm gonna try and get through the first thing. Yeah, you mean, like, in 
beat the 50 minute mark maybe yeah i want to get through the first story like we're gonna get the bad Hell yeah we'll we'll still do the out the because the voice acting is amazing in this game so we have to do the intro and all that stuff yeah we're gonna get the we're gonna get the jimmy bat and we're gonna go through it i'll, I'll practice beforehand to make sure that i can get through it real quickly and we'll have yeah. a walkthrough pulled up and all that stuff so yeah you're not jimmy you're wait a minute you're that jimmy <laughs> oh man so good that's the that's the one thing we got to do is we have to that's the one game that we have to be quiet on so everyone can hear yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's good yeah it's it was awesome oh i'll get through the other game so the other game i've been playing a lot more monster hunter but that's like every week it's just monster hunter is a very right. grindy game at this point mm-hmm. i'm just trying to grind to get to the to the end game bosses so i can get some of the best armor and fight the hardest monsters and all that but thursday night we played rocket league and yeah we found out that you're the best at rocket league and all of us are garbage <laughs> I am not. How do you figure that? Out of our group, you were the best. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I was doing all right as goalie. That game, I have. So I haven't played that game since probably 2014 or whenever it first came out. That game is. It has dramatically improved. Like the yeah. the Stranger Things stuff is great. Uh, the Ghostbusters. We saw that apparently there was a Jurassic Park cross in. Yeah. That T Rex uh, scoring thing is awesome, and I really wish I could get that. Yeah, the goal explosions are great. Mine's a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It was free on PS Plus back when it came out on July seventh, 2015, uh, and it was one of the first games to do crossplay with everything with every console yeah esports that's that's one of those games that like you can't like you know you saw gearbox or whoever try to make um evolve an esports game before it even released and that game is shit like i I remember at pax i was watching randy pitchford was playing like with his son against (laughs) cliffy b or something yeah it was just there were announcers and i'm just like it's so cringy just watching this in real time why would anyone want to you can't make a game esports before it releases or even when it releases like yeah the community will decide whether or not it's going to be esports rocket league became that and forever ago on ps3 i loved supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars that was the prequel you said that about five times on the stream and i was just like I don't know if he's making it up or not. Yeah. Well, they even talk, um, if you watch one clip's documentary on Rocket League, it's very interesting, but they came up with that name as a result of loving Conan O'Brien's ridiculously long named <laughs> skits and stuff. Or That's characters great. like mascots he used to do forever ago. Yeah. But as a result, no one could remember the name, so no one would be able to like, yeah, go download a Super Sonic, what, Astro? Supercalifragilistic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like Astro Space Cars, what was it? They just call it Supersonic, I think, but uh, or Battle Cars or something. But there, there's also cars from that game in Rocket League that you can get. Um, that was the Scarab one that I was driving around as with the top hat. Um, I love this yeah. game, but the fact that I got it free initially, I have no problem buying the in-game crap for it, like the Ecto and the DeLorean and the Batmobile and stuff. Because it's all cosmetic. It doesn't, like, matter. Yeah, well, except for the the only, I think, the size, the van, it, I thought at first, like, for some reason, the cars all had the same hit detection box. They don't. Because the the minivan that you can race as definitely makes a difference, but it's a little harder to do flips adequately. I'm sure people are nuts with it or something, but... That's what I was playing as the whole time was the big car. Yeah, you had the big car, but it wasn't the minivan. It was like a weird, like, off-roading thing. Suburban. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. But such a good game. It was super fun. Uh, I need to go back and listen to that because I think I was a little harsh at some parts, but... Whatever. We also found out that Brett's a sore winner. Brett's a sore (laughs) fucking winner. He said it was all show. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. But that was a fun night. Uh, that that game has become another one of those games that we will play again on Thursday night throwdowns. We just need to give it some time. Like me and Chris and Connor found out Duck Game needs to be played again. Yeah. With more like people like with you or with like other people from the Mega Visions crew. And uh, but yeah, Rocket League will be another one. Hopefully, Windjammers two. If it ever yeah. when it comes out, we'll have. Yeah, I don't know if that even has a date. Probably not. I don't think it does. I'm going to check, but I don't think it does. Yeah, that'll definitely have to happen, though. Yeah, it just says 2019 for Switch. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. We watched we watched one movie this week, and uh, we watched... We watched a Disney movie. We, we're, we're behind. Yeah, we're behind, too. But my wife sat down, and I was like, all right, we're going to go ahead and watch it, because I've never seen it. We sat down, and we watched The Lost Boys. Yeah! I gave her shit the entire time, because I like giving people shit whenever I'm watching some of their favorite movies. I was like, this movie's terrible. Deep down, that movie is actually fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, that movie envelops the 80s so hard. Yeah. Corey Haim's character is like the total like surfer, like not even surfer, but like he's just wearing like the surfer garb, I guess you would say, or like the 80s pop garb. Yeah. Which is like super big hair and like these like outlandish like let me first of all, like I'm looking at we're looking at his room and he's got posters of he's got posters of someone in there, like a, a one woman. I can't remember who she is, but he's got a lady picture and then he closes his closet door and there's a sexy picture of of Rob Lowe and I'm like alright no uh, the the first thing I said is I was like I, I looked at Hallie and I was like I think this movie is very like very homoerotic which I'm fine with but it was just like super big and then I saw that I was like alright there was no kid that had a sexy like no boy back then that had a sexy Rob Lowe picture yeah, what the fuck? He has like a tank top on and he's pulling it up so you see his stomach. Yeah, and then like his sweats. Yeah, he's pulling like his sweats down. I, I don't, I mean, I didn't grow up, I, I was born in 88. I didn't know Rob Lowe was like a heartthrob. I remember Rob Lowe from like Parks and Rec and The West Wing. Yeah. I don't know, but this movie is great. The Michael character, I think Hallie said that Dave, Michael's name is said about 200 times in the movie and it's all said by David, which is Kiefer Sutherland's character. <laughs> wow. I'm going to send you this link real quick because I just found fan made lost boys posters the first one is horribly great because it's just the dude standing up against leaning up against his corvette or whatever and then next to a video store and then on top of the video store is um Kiefer sutherland's character and he's just like hey what's up <laughs> that's that's really good uh but this movie is really really good i really really liked it i mean some of it hasn't aged perfectly well but it's good i didn't know like that the, you know the youngest vampire not the not the half one but the youngest one like the fully turned one ted yeah that's ted from bill i, I looked at it i was like I, I looked at the i was watching i was like i think that's ted from bill and ted's but you know and hallie goes because hallie doesn't watch those kind of movies oh those kind of movies well like the yeah like the goofy comedy movies stuff like oh, that whatever and uh she was like sure and i was like whatever alex winter there's another thing is whenever he gets killed he's the first vampire to get staked mm-hmm. did you notice that his blood is very like brown oh yeah i wonder if they made that brown because of like if it was like actual red blood because they get showered in his blood right and I, I wonder if they did that for like rating purposes oh i don't know i felt bad because they were just like we'll start I, that was the point too in that movie i was like if they had started with david which come to find out it doesn't matter but at that point in the movie i was like if they would have started with david this would have been totally over right but then now i realize why they like the writers made sure they didn't start with david because come to find out david wasn't the head vampire and all that stuff i also totally fucking called it when uh michael invited the uh the one guy in i was like he invited a vampire in and hallie just goes watch the movie Uh, I like the way it opens, where it's they this these director and the film crew definitely had access to a helicopter. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. It's true. 
yeah. a little bit with the sweeping views to get around the budget of not being able to make uh, vampire um, masks and stuff. It works though. It's really, it looks really, really cool, and I really, really like that movie. I don't know why. I don't know why Corey Haim decided to go with that that voice. Or not Corey Haim. Corey, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah. What the hell? He did the. He's like uh, the whole time he's talking like this. <laughs> you think they're aliens? <laughs> you think they're vampires? It's not really. At first, I was like, maybe that's just his voice. And then I started listening more and more. I was like, that's that's not his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he was trying to do with that. I was pleasantly surprised with that movie. The girl, did you ever watch Twister with uh, Bill Paxton and yeah. Helen Hunt? His girlfriend or fiance that he's, you know, the psychiatrist, the dark-haired lady that he left Helen Hunt for and he's with now? Sure. That's that's the girl from Lost Boys. <laughs> Which girl? Oh, the girl that's like the love interest thing? Uh, yeah. Jamie Gertz, is that her name? Her name, well, her, star, her name's Star in the movie. Oh, in the movie, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Because I was looking at her, I was like, Hallie, is that, because Hallie loves Twister. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that the woman from Twister? She goes, yep. And she knew her name right away. I didn't. She fucking loves Twister, but she won't watch Bill and Ted. Twister's not a good <laughs> movie. I mean, it's a fun movie, but it's like the dumbest premise in the world. The Twisters have brains, you know. <laughs> That movie, Kiefer Sutherland does a really good job. That I really like that movie. I do feel like the third act is kind of lackluster. Like, all the vampires kind of get killed off really quickly. Right. Otherwise, the movie's really... I really, really liked it. Good they stuff. even gave you the vampire fight with Michael and David. That was insane. It was. The dogs get some the got some good boys in it, too. Some good dog scenes. Oh, yeah. I looked at Hallie. I said, is this dog going to die? And she goes, no dogs die in this movie. And I was like, that's why you like this movie. Yeah. Because she did not like the, the movie The Gate because at the very beginning getting the dog dies but surprise no one you know everybody it's one of those movies where all these people died or but they came back at the end they weren't actually dead or oh okay because it's one of those kids horror movies like kind of like how i i say like gremlins is like a very kid entry level horror movie yeah but yeah this movie is it's not one of my top five but i really really like this movie fun fact Corey haim unfortunately he he died at a young age i think it i'm not sure exactly what it was but nothing i think it was about 10 years ago fun fact he's the star of the fmv video game double switch really yeah i'll grab the box and show you real quick just he's kind of hard to make out on the cover but uh that's totally him oh yeah that is him so wow. he started in double switch i didn't even know i didn't think anything of it until um like i introduced rachel to night trap and i was like we got to try this game double switch not better than night trap oh boy howdy. which by the way you asked me if i ever played night trap and i said no so it's gotta I think happen I should probably i gotta play that at some point yeah it's so. gotta happen um i mean but, i understand i understand the premise i know what you need to do in it but i've just never actually played it so. yeah but she was when i i introduced you to night trap we ended up getting double switch and she's like that's Corey from lost boys i'm like oh so it is which one yeah exactly <laughs> team Corey happens yeah oh my well goodness. that's the thing like you don't meet very many especially famous people like with the name Corey. and then whenever i heard of the core the Corys, i was like there was there were two people right. that were famous with the name Corey that spelled like mine <laughs> oh is it is that different than how you normally see it or well c-o-r-e-y is how i spell my name but a lot of times you just see c-o-r-y oh okay or with girls you'll see k-o-r-i like they'll okay. do it that way there's many different ways to spell it so i can't say that i've met a female Corey. i have and she spelled it that way her name was her last name was bowser which oh was no weird. it was weird yeah <laughs> but yeah that movie is great i wanted to say the music the song the main song in the beginning st- has stuck with me because i was singing it all day the next day i can't even remember it is it an 80s pop song it's something where it's it's they constantly keep saying thou shall not fall it's like the kids that that are saying singing it in the song mm-hmm. 
They play it like three or four times in the movie, but they just play different segments of it. Oh, okay. But that stuck with me. The next day, I kept singing it the entire time. Probably Cry Little Sister, maybe? Maybe. Uh, I do have to say that the vampire deaths are really cool. They're very over the top. Yeah. The tub one's really good where they get home. I love how they just walk into the church to get the holy water, which, by the way, I guess you could have just a little bit of holy water in regular water and it makes the I whole guess. holy wa- the water holy. Sure. sure. Yep. I love how he di- that one vampire dies in the tub and then I guess even then he's like, fuck this. So he starts messing like he starts messing with the entire water system mm-hmm. and like all the water's going crazy and all that. Yeah. Also, the mom in this movie, I've seen her in many other movies before, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a very distinct voice and face she, like just the way her eyes yeah like those judging slit it eyes. looks like she's always trying to focus on something right no she's she's very much a mom she plays the mom but yeah i was very very happy with that movie and i'm very happy that i watched it that was in the same year i mentioned how i was taking a lot of recommendations one year in the same year i watched lost boys and monster squad that was like that year of just non-stop halloween i like lost boys a lot more than monster oh squad. whatever are you telling me there's not there's more consistent plot in that whatever yes yeah. <laughs> yes there is uh-huh they only had one monster to focus on that's why it was easier easier to be made yeah. but other than that that's uh that's basically all i've done this week like i said it's just been a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on so mm-hmm. but next week i'll next week i'm gonna try and play some more stuff excuse me i'm gonna be looking for more movies and stuff because i'll be in austin so yeah. i'll be hitting up half price books because you know that's how that is but we'll get more into that. uh you didn't mention a certain purchase you that resulted from our stream oh the windjammer stream yeah yeah, so uh, on the Windjammer stream uh, two weeks ago, or no, it was about a week ago from a couple yeah. days, Scotty had talked about having the Windjammers vinyl, and the art was done by, you know, I don't know the artist's name, but it's the art that he did the art. He does a lot of the art from, if you ever see pixel stuff related to Adult Swim, yeah. uh, he does that. He did all the pixel work for... Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Mercenaries, or the game, and then Mercenary Kings. Paul Robertson. Paul Robertson. He did the did the art for this uh, vinyl, and it looks great. And the vinyl itself is like blue splattered like yeah. looking vinyl. And I went to Fan Gamer. I was like, surely this is out of stock. Nope, completely in stock, and it was like $29 with shipping. Right. It's a good soundtrack, too. I've list- I put it on as like background when I'm trying to get the stuff done at work. They give you a digital version of it, too, when you buy it. I did not get that. Or did I? I got a digital version of it. Uh, I'm going to have to check. You'd probably have to log into your fan gamer account. Mm, maybe that's it. Yeah. But uh, I also saw that they had the Brutal Legend vinyl from the mo- from the game. Oh, really? And I went to go buy it, and it sold out. And I was like, no. That's so I don't stupid. Even- that's a lesser game, in my opinion, to Windjammers, but whatever. It's a lesser game because of the bait and switch, in my opinion. Because the soundtrack of Brutal Legend is all metal music. It's hair metal, 80s metal, all that stuff. Black metal, bunch of stuff. Yeah. That that stuff's not on the soundtrack. It's like the actual sh- soundtrack of the, of the um, game. It's definitely in stock, and it's definitely on sale. I just sent you a link. That's the art of Brutal Legend. Oh, I'm an idiot. Sorry, I got excited. The other one is the actual vinyl, and it's... it's oh, it's uh, a square-shaped book. That's why I got confused. Uh, so it's a square, it's a vinyl. Well, the thing is, with the vinyl, in the in the game, the beginning of the game, Jack Black opens the vinyl. That's the best intro to any video game. Yeah, and then the vinyl is the menu screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's still his hand switching between stuff. Yeah, and he's actually, when you're sitting there, he's getting, like, like antsy, and he's, like, pointing at stuff. He's like, let's go, and all this other stuff. Yeah. 
that out that intro is really really good yeah so. i had to show rachel that since she's so much into music like we didn't i don't even own the game but i found the intro online i need to uh i need to go back on my personal channel i streamed brutal legend hmm. i might do that since we're starting to branch out more with the megavision streams i might play that again did you uh i mean jack black's played brutal legend as well and that's very weird but he'll talk about the game as his character that he did the voice for is talking in the game yeah eddie riggs mm-hmm. there's an there is a it's a play on words for iron maiden's main uh main mascot which is eddie oh okay and uh but that game is phenomenal like that game's not super great no like but i love the aesthetics of it there's uh, like ozzy osbourne's in it uh not rob lowe but rob halford <laughs> rob lowe's in it yeah. Lita Ford's in it, uh, Brian Posehn's in it, uh, Kyle Gass is in it, like, so many, so many awesome voice actors. Tim Curry is the bad guy! Oh, is he? Crap. Tid, uh, Tim Curry plays Daviculus, I think, is that his his main? Uh, I don't know. But that game is super, super cool. I love the aesthetics of it, and uh, yeah, I might play that again soon on the stream, so. Because that game is like, if you don't do the side quests and everything, it's like a six-hour, seven-hour game, like yep. if you just do main story. But the, main, the awesome thing about that is driving around in your freaking, basically, Dragula that you've built. Yeah. And just exploring the world and like doing the side quests and all that stuff. So that's all I got for my week. Uh, normally, if that's all you got for yours, I uh, think- pretty sure I don't have any other. Just looking. Nah, nah, nah. Streaming setup is broken forever, so let's do this. All right, we're going to jump into the newsroom on our OBS. Here's the news. And our first article we are going to let you take because it's something that you were super excited about this week. Yeah, so analog makers of the Super NT and the Mega SG, those are consoles that play... the, The last one, the Mega SG, is a Genesis, but... It's not. It doesn't run under emulation. It runs under the uh, FPGA stuff. Okay. And it, it it includes a game on it. It has um that I forget the name of Hardcore or no they changed the name to something more generic and I can't remember now. So it's a console that has some games on it, but you can you can manipulate different settings visually and everything on there, but also play the entire Genesis library. The Super NT is for the Super Nintendo. They did the, the NT, which was just the regular Nintendo. Now they have announced the and these are I want to say that these are like higher end like. You would get this over a Retron if you wanted a a higher end thing. Retrons have had a history of like errors that I don't want to go into right now. Retro freaks and things like that. Chris stands by his, uh, and then Megavision's Chris stands by his retro freak. I have a retro freak. My first one messed up. Yeah, their customer service was very good. They got me another one, and I haven't had any problems with it. So I love that so far. But this thing looks awesome. This is the analog pocket. So what it's going to do, well, it looks like a Game Boy, but with four buttons. And we're talking like, I'd say I'd equate it the closest to the Game Boy pocket, obviously, with the name. Um, like just before, because the pocket, you had the brick, which had some. Uh-oh, what do you got to show us? Uh, let me just go get all these real quick over here. Oh, what do you got to show us on this audio podcast? Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> so you had the brick where it had just... Uh, it was a rectangle, but then it did have some curved edges. Uh, the po- I don't have my pocket anymore, unfortunately. Um, I don't have my pocket either. Yeah, but the uh, the pocket was more, I'd say, sharp on the edges, but it was thinner. Yes. So it looks a lot like this before the Game Boy Color that was a lot more rounded came out. Yeah, my first Game Boy was a Game Boy Pocket. Okay. See, my brother and I shared a green brick, and all we had for like a good while was the second Kirby game and Centipede slash Millipede, so played the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. And then, Well, I've told my story of how I've got... I- I got a, my Genesis and my Game Boy Pocket from sixth grade. Yeah. We were just bartering. Yep. That's still one of my best stories I I'm talking about. I've heard it like five times, but yeah, it's a good yeah. story. <laughs> um, but the, uh, 
my first Game Boy was the Pocket because I think my parents just realized like two brothers cannot share a Game Boy. Yeah. So I got that, and I got like the James Bond 007 game, which <laughs> is so it's not a great game, but it was for me anyway. I really enjoyed it. It's like a top-down game. But so anyway, uh, this looks like the Pocket. And it has a three and a half inch LCD screen with 615 PPI, whatever that means. I think pixels per inch, is that what that means? I think so, yeah. And a 1600 by 1440 resolution. Oh, you know what? Something we didn't mention going back to the SP, that never had an audio jack for your headphones. That's right. Yeah. That was the one downfall so it it's, didn't have. It can't be the perfect system. Uh, no, no, but no. Um, <laughs> they had, they, you could get like third party connectors and stuff. Um, but the Pocket yeah. will also, this is very cool to me. It comes with a digital audio synthesizer which is called Nano Loop, which, Nano Loop, which a lot of chiptunes artists actually use. I think uh, DJ Cutman, I think he uses Oh, it. does he? Yeah. Because what I was looking into and my roommate and I at the time were looking into was it works best on the Brick Game Boy um, LSDJ, Little Screen Disc Jockey is what it stands for essentially. But we never ended up getting around to it. He started making a video game and I got involved with a band. So we were, oddly enough, we wanted to get into chiptunes, but we both with in the separate ways, the separate <laughs> directions that make up chip tunes so right but uh so that's this that's a big deal because like to get into chip tunes you've got to basically beef up your game boy or game gear or mm-hmm. whatever you want to use like get a back screen made for it get custom uh shells if you want get custom internals and externals like you can, if you look it up you can find them uh people will get game boys and put like audio outs into them mm-hmm. in terms of like the red and yellow but also like a quarter inch for an amp stuff like that oh wow yeah no i i dove deep into this stuff and it's it's not it's not cheap to get started but then once you start making it and stuff because i've seen ah, shit i can't remember his name but he opened for Anamanaguchi when i saw him down at, at uh west virginia once wvu but he had just two Game Boys set up, but he's just playing them, but he's, like, into it. So everyone was into his show, and he's literally using just a Game Boy as an instrument. That's cool. Yeah, very cool stuff like that. So that's included with this, so that's a big deal in my eyes. But the coolest thing... Well, there's a, we'll just go through all this. It's also going to be compatible with the analog dock, which doesn't exist yet, but think of, like, what the Switch is used for if you dock mm. it. That's what really got me. Yeah. I was like, oh. Because you'll be able... It's going to play... They announced it's going to play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, uh, and Game Boy Color games in HD, said to be 10 times higher than the original Game Boy. Stereo speakers, USB-C, rechargeable battery, and remappable buttons. All of those are a big mm-hmm. deal, but also that's being able to... That's coming out of the box. Uh, that, that's in the box, yes. The Game Boy Advance, GB, GBA, and um, GBC. But the, yeah. the dock... I don't know that that's going to be included or not. They have essentially said it's not. The bigger thing for me is that it is going to have an add-on that lets you play Game Gear, Atari Lynx games, and Neo Geo Pocket Color. I, myself as a child, I went for the Neo Geo Pocket Color instead of the Game Boy Advance. I'm holding it up now for uh, audio listeners. The coolest thing about this, though, and this is what this and the Dreamcast started me playing fighting games. The coolest thing is the stick on it, which is an actual stick. I'll hold it up to the mic so you can hear the clicking. Like, it's a lot easier to do, like, quarter circles and stuff. But this was... What do I have in it right now? Samurai Showdown 2. <laughs> so the reason I got the Neo Geo forever ago is you have... It It was when... It was the first time Sonic was on a third party... Or uh, something other than a Sega console with Sonic Pocket Adventure, oh, which okay. is essentially, like, Sonic 1 and 2. So I, of course, got that bundle. Uh, it's a little two-button sideways, but there's no backlight to this thing, and it's in color. Ooh. So you have to be under a light, but not directly under, so there's not a glare. Yeah. So... the And I... I've, I've looked for like homemade worm lights and whatever, and they just don't 
exist cheaply. So this is what's a big deal for me, is I can finally play like all these Neo Geo Pocket Color games that I've not really been able to sit down with on my TV, maybe. Yeah. And same thing with Game yeah. Gear, because the Game Gear screen is not amazing. But you can get add-ons. You were talking about the add-on for Retron, right? Or weren't you? Yeah, the the, the Retro Freak has a Game Gear add-on that's like $90. Yeah, ridiculous. Because I bought the... I bought the... I needed the... So the Retro Freak only... It does multiple... Like Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, Mega Drive, all that stuff. But it only does uh, Famicom, because it has a 60-pin connector oh right yeah so and then the, the nintendo ones are 72 pin connectors yeah. so you have to buy an adapter and i bought that that was like 30 bucks on ebay but the game gear one i guess everyone wants it and it's like 90 bucks yeah that's crazy that that uh unfortunately nostalgia's taking hold and everybody's looking for stuff like that now so that's why yeah. i kind of already started trying to collect for game gear <laughs> i have one game gear game oh man and it's the tales adventure <laughs> hey that's a good one i'm excited for you to get into that because it's a very that was where sega took more risks especially with the sonic franchise uh, okay but um overall this is a very cool and it's and it's it's weird that no one's tried to do this yet um because they've maybe it's just harder uh, software to work with more difficult I software. I feel like maybe they've they've tried but they weren't weren't successful. Uh, there's some crappy ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> there's some sideways looking one. The Superboy is not Game Boy stuff. It's only it's a handheld Super Nintendo console. It's huge. Yeah, that too. It's a it looks like a big controller but it's like bigger than the Game Gear. <laughs> so I'm I'm personally very excited for this. I've never jumped in analog stuff because the price uh was a little high. This is going to be 200 bucks. I'm waiting to see how much they don't have like, if you go to their site, they, they talk about the dock, but they just say coming soon. The dock, though, that's going to see here. Oh, the little bit of info on the dock, though. Yeah, HD, of course, syncs up to any wireless 8-bit do Bluetooth controller. Yep. And you can also connect controllers directly via wired USB. Yeah, the pocket's going to be 199 coming out in 2020. Uh, actually, now that I'm on here on the site, I'm going to put my email address in to be on their mailing list. <laughs> and um, I realize I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'd be interested in the price of the dock and the game. Game Gear adapter because that's going to factor into if I would really want to get this whole thing. Because like I said, the Retro Freak plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. It even plays like PC, PCX or the PC Engine games and stuff like that too. So, but this thing looks really cool. Like, if I didn't have a Retro Freak, I'd buy this in a heartbeat, but I'm excited to see somebody that we know is going to get this. Oh, yes. So, if anything, it would be you. <laughs> yeah, so. I just got a, it's, mm, I don't know. It depends on we'll when see. it comes it, out and the dock details need to happen. So, But it's very cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. I love anything like retro. Like, this sounds like it's going to be... It's got a lot of good stuff behind it. And the nano loop thing, I don't know much about it. But that sounds really, really cool. Just like... And also a three and a half inch screen that can do 16 by 1440. That's nuts. Is Yeah. Uh, the the add-on... The reason I'm excited more so is because they said at first, like, Neo Geo. But I'm like, this looks like a Game Boy. I need that stick. But I guess somehow that's going to be... They haven't confirmed or denied it, but I think somehow they're going to do the stick with it. People would riot if Maybe. they don't include that somehow. Because that was also on the um, one of the Neo Geo home consoles instead of an because that's SNK is arcade stuff. So yeah. they they had one of the one of the Neo Geos. You got two joystick controllers with it. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't remember which one. That this is, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's this whole like stuff that I've just never seen. Yep. When it comes to video games, because I was so just like, I mean, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, so whatever I had, that was my only access to it. But it was all like Nintendo stuff because that's what my my parents bought me. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, here, I'll paste you an image. Send that in there real quick. That the Neo Geo console, Whoa. and it came up with two. Came with Whoa. two. 
That was the one that had cartridges that were essentially the arcade boards, but we're talking they're like 8 by 11 cartridges that you plug into this giant thing. Holy crap. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They're large. That's really cool, actually. Let's move on to our next article. Yeah. This one, we're going away from the retro stuff, kind of, but uh, we have a thing. Uh, Riot actually came out and announced that they're actually making games, unlike some other companies. Yeah. Blizzard, or not Blizzard. (laughs) See what I got on the brain. Riot has come out and said uh, for the 10-year anniversary of League of Legends, League of Legends got like a huge update with stuff they got like for logging in and just being part of it. You got tons of, I don't know, like I guess just the in-game currencies that League of Legends has, but they've also announced Uh that they're coming out with games. The only problem that I've been seeing is they've announced that they're making them, but we got to wait and see until they actually come out. That's the thing that I want to see. Yeah. They have been noted to say that they're coming out with a card game, which is called Legends of Runeterra, and Runeterra is the world that League of Legends takes place in. It's basically going to be like a Hearthstone-style game. You guys have that Hearthstone? Shut up. But it's going to be that style. But the one of the main key things is it will not have randomized card packs. Yeah, that's weird. How would you... I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I guess they're just going to try and take out the randomness factor. And it might be one of those games is the more you play it, the more you gain a currency that lets you craft cards that you want or something like that. Oh, Because okay. a lot of those games... Magic MTG Arena and uh, Hearthstone, they do that where if you open up multiples of a certain... You know, you can only have a certain amount of cards in your library. Like, like in Magic the Gathering, you can only have four cards of the same card in a deck. So okay. what's the point of having multiple, more than four in a digital game? What a Hearthstone would do is they would actually turn that into dust where you can use that dust to create other cards. Okay. MTG doesn't really do that. I think with MTG is if you have more than four, you won't open any more of those cards. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really messed with it that much. Yeah, that's pretty big factor. I'm, I'm curious to see how that works. Uh, another game that they're coming out with is called, right now it's called Project L, which is their fighting game. Yes. We've talked to a couple people in our group that are saying keep Riot out of our fighting games and all that other stuff. Whatever. But my thing is, if it's a good fighting game and it has good mechanics and it has good aesthetics, I don't care. If if it's a good fighting game, it's going to be a good fighting game. Hopefully the name changes. I assume it will. Uh, does L maybe stand for League or something? Maybe. Uh, it's probably just something they just threw in there. Yeah. The Riot, it first it first showcased Project L as one of the new fighting games uh, back. It was first teased at Evo 2019. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like... There are tons of people that love League of Legends, and there's a lot of really... I've looked at League of Legends. That's not my kind of game, but the, a lot of the character des- designs are really, really cool. So I would like to see those character designs in other games, too. Another one that we got is... I don't have a whole lot of information on this one, but Project A, which is supposed to be their first-person shooter. Hero shooter, looks like. It's their Overwatch, basically. Yeah, it's it, it looks like it's a shooter combined with magic and spells and stuff, because I saw uh, in that video, they um, one person had like an orb, and they threw it forward and it created a line on the ground and then that was suddenly a wall created of, of magic or something i don't know if it was a protective wall or defensive or, or, or i mean oh, okay. a damaging wall or something but so you've got magic and you've got guns cool another thing they're coming out with is a dungeon crawler which is you know everyone we i'm trying to move away from Dia- saying it's a diablo clone and trying to move to dungeon crawler but it looks a lot like diablo mm-hmm. so in the lights of recent events we're not going to go into those events it looks like riot is trying to come out and be the good guy blizzard uh with all these games because they're just like hey we got all these games that are working on i mean you could be a good guy just by making good games <laughs> that's true yeah but my thing is too is i cool you're making these games but i can't give you my input until i see the games come out 
Yeah. Like they actually have to release. I've been burned way too many times with, I have been that guy that it's, I'm one of those that got burned three or four times with StarCraft Ghost. Oh, jeez. So, Is that the reason you bought an N64? No, but <laughs> it was because I got... I got into StarCraft, and then I saw I saw through magazines or something. I mean, that was very early in the days of the internet. Right. And I saw, like, first-person shooter of StarCraft Ghost, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. And I've been told I've had my dreams lifted and dashed multiple times with that. So now yeah. I just don't even – I won't I, – I, even if they're like, hey, we're bringing it back, I'm like, I don't give a shit until I see a release date. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, definitely. And not even a release date. I need to see it come out. Yeah. This is very interesting. Uh, earlier this year, we've talked about in the podcast, uh, Riot has not has been in the news for some not so savorable information. You yep. know, we had the whole walkouts because of you know the gender stuff going on against women and all that stuff. If you want to go into that, if you want to get more into that, we talked about it on some uh, past podcasts, so you can check those out. But yeah, the thing is, like I said, if these games come out and they're good, I will definitely. The thing is, I think. The car, the Legends of Ruterra, probably is the most developed game so far mm. because they actually have a name for it. They have the most footage about it and all that stuff. I'm all for playing a free to play card game. Like I'll check them out and all that stuff. So I'll probably check this out. I know our buddy H2O. He plays a tons of different car- kinds of card games. He'll be into it as well. I think actually someone had said in our in the Scrubverse Discord, "Have you seen the new Riot card game?" And he goes, "What? No!" And he like jumped right on it. Yeah. So does magic is their digital scene that big or are they still somehow they are it's it's super big now oh, really? they're pushing it's they pushed it really really hard yeah a lot of the tournaments like I it's getting to the point where people are worried that all the major tournaments are just going to be on digital and people aren't going to be buying physical cards anymore yeah okay <laughs> so magic the gathering is great it's also great for like me who lives out in the middle of the country that can't go to a card shop every night anymore <laughs> I could just jump on there and right. play and just practice the new sets come out on arena i think a week before they actually release in in paper mm-hmm. so people get to play test and all that stuff first and get to like deck theory like deck build and all that stuff cool makes sense yeah i don't know i i don't have much to say about Rai because i don't care about league at all yeah so sorry. that's another one of those ones i was talking about uh, when we were playing rocket league where it's just a very the toxic environment pushed me away from the game oh yeah like the toxic community like overwatch got that really bad uh, a couple other games got that that just pushed me off of the games they might be great games but i'm not gonna apologize for feeling a certain way about a certain community so i hated riot for a while solely because they had a stage at the second year of pax like in the middle of the floor and would have bands playing like in a concrete convention hall so you could not hear anything else going on. The next year they had their own area. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's perfect. It was dumb. It's a dumb reason to hate them, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? They always give away a lot of shit, though. Um, Yeah, that's always good. So Going into other games that are coming out, we've got some more news about the new Pokemon Sword and Shield that is launching, I believe, on November 15th. We got some more insight into the Gigantamax evolutions. Big boys. Big Debbie. Big boys. So it, they're really showing the Gen 1 love here because, uh, I mean, we basically have Pokemon Kaijus now. If you look at Charizard, he looks a lot like, I mean, he's just Godzilla, but with fire instead of like atomic blast and all that stuff. Uh-huh. You have Giga or Gigantamax Butterfree, which looks like Mothra. The one thing everyone's uh, in a big, not uproar, but they're like, oh, yeah, is the, the Gigantamax version of Pikachu is fat chubby Pikachu from the old school Pokemon. Pokemon games. Oh, okay. 
Gotcha. He's like the big, like big potato ball is what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's loving it. What the hell's going on with Meowth? Oh, that's a reference to the long cat meme, I oh guess. Oh, my God. That's the only thing I can think of. Man, I don't, I don't want know. memes going into video games more. God. This is the way that the games are now, Scotty. <laughs> you got to... I don't want Old it. man Scotty here. But no, to go over some other things is the apparently the first opening hour of Sword and Shield is going to be feeling like more of a traditional JRPG, which is a very interesting route that Game Freak is going with. Some people have already been criticizing, like, this is not what I want out of my Pokemon Fucking, game. It's barely changed in the two decades it's been out. Shut up. Right. This is very innovative, and I want Pokemon, I want Game Freak, and I want Nintendo to make these steps, because like you said, it's kind of the same. It's the reason I stopped playing, buying yeah, Pokemon I stopped games. after Silver and Gold. I was like, uh, no, I didn't stop after Silver and Gold. I tried Black and White 2, or, or the first ones. I forget and I, honestly i mainly got that for packs again like something to play while i'm sitting in line and stuff i'm like this is yeah. still just the same thing there's nothing new i can battle online yep. finally like cleanly and streamlined but that's about it well that's the thing I, I say that it was the same thing over and over again but i have bought a game from every single one of the <laughs> of the generations so but that's why i got huge into x and y because x and y i think right it that went from the pixel pixelated sprites to the 3d 2d sprite or 2.5d sprites and then it also brought in mega evolutions and it was a lot easier to play online and all that stuff so but i'm very excited about this uh like i said a lot of people are getting criticism or a lot of people are giving their criticism but i don't care just like you said play the let's play the game fucking play it or play don't. the game who cares like, just stop like we live in this world where it's just it's just non-stop like we have everything at all times all the time like we i wish we could go back to the era of not knowing shit yeah i do too sometimes the gigantamax forms looks like they're trying to pull together the mega evolutions mixed with it's such a slight difference because they're bigger their designs sort of sort of look different like butterfree looks like a mothra almost it fucking relax people get over yourself well they're mixing the mega evolutions with the uh with the z moves from uh pokemon sun and moon yeah and people are like, okay. oh, this is dumb. I'm like, just, just play the game. I want to play it because it has like, they're trying to integrate like the Pokemon Go, like with raids and stuff like that. And just let me play the game. But that's basically all we got about that. Uh, Gigantamax Charizard looks amazing. I, they still, I don't know why they're doing this, but I still, we still have not seen the final evolutions of the starter Pokemon. That's a big thing for a lot of people. That's a big thing for me because I want to see what, you know, what the final typing is going to be and what the final looks are going to be and all that stuff. Because that plays heavily on what starter I choose. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm going to be a big kid. And uh, also they've come out with, there are, of course, in every Pokemon game, there's going to be exclusives to Pokemon, you know, Pokemon that are exclusive to Sword, Pokemon that are exclusive to Shield. And I think I'm going to have to, I think one has the Galarian Ponyta that everyone's been talking about. I think that's Shield. And then uh, the other one has uh, Surfetched, which is the Galarian version of Farfetched, where he has the sh- oh, okay. the Shield and the, the Lance and all that. So that's the one I'll probably be getting. So I don't know. We'll see. Pokemon. Pokemon. I used to care a lot about Pokemon. Pokemon Go is one of the coolest experiences yeah. in video games ever. I, I've said that before. Like, it's it's a legitimate phenomenon when that thing started. But I've fallen so far out of it. And unfortunately, a problem with it, or one reason I fell out of it, is my friends that are into it, they are, like, into Competitive. it. Like, they're talking about the math of... EVs and IVs and all that. Can't do this. Nope. Mm-mm. You guys are too far gone, and I cannot enjoy this. Apparently, the Meowth is a special event Meowth. Oh, good. Stretchy boy. 
So from certain, uh, I think uh, I just saw it on here. It's from special event available through January 15th of 2020. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's like how if you bought Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and you had, if you bought it at launch or had it before a certain date, you got Piranha Plant as a down, free downloadable character. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Pokemon's a really good game just to veg out with. Also, it's on a portable platform. That's also a main like home console. So I'll be playing it. Oh, yeah. This is on the Switch, this right? Is the first one that's this the first one that's on a home console so and l- let's be honest even though you don't own one you've been constantly saying that you need to get one the switch is a really good console to own so yeah i know <laughs> i'm not getting it for pokemon no though. you're gonna be getting it for all the other stuff that we've been talking about in the discord so <laughs> literally for the sega stuff it's no joke i'm getting it for the sega stuff and bayonetta 3 <laughs> yep and metroid prime 4 whenever it comes out <laughs> Sure, yeah. And you know if they... So going into this next one that you're going to be going over with, if Okami 2 comes out on it, then you're going to probably need to get it too. (laughs) Yeah, I never did finish Okami 1, but Capcom says they will revive dormant IPs. They released their giant, crazy, integrated report for 2019. It's got a weird, like, almost planetary taking over the world chart in it. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that one. The, like... The upside-down triangle one? Yeah. Yeah, it very much... It it starts with... Popular content, home video games. And then at the top, it says global popularity. <laughs> global domination. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway. I have never seen an integrated report look like an actual book that I might want to have in my house. Like, this thing is yeah, nice. Yeah, well, it's the artwork of Capcom game. Capcom. Capcom. The artwork of Capcom games is just really good. And so anyway, the big thing about this, though, is what the hell do they mean about dormant IPs? I don't think any news has come out yet, because whenever someone, like, grabs a trademark or copyrights a website or something, that just explodes with rumors i don't think any of those have happened yet capcom has had if there's any company that's had a roller coaster like career yes it's this company yes. because with how good they were in 8-bit 16-bit even with their licensed games like aladdin and stuff i mean capcom used to be the go-to fighting game company yes yeah 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 and and they but lately i feel like the 360 ps3 era was when they were really dropping hard like they did not know what to do i mean resident evil 6 got put out for some reason i mean you had marvel versus capcom 3 and you had some other ones that would come out like that i know you say uh but that game was humongous like for a long time well it was a big deal and i was hyped for it i pre-ordered it i hosted a tournament for it I went to many fighting game tournaments for it. Yeah, but then Ultimate came out, and I think when Ultimate came out, everybody was like, <laughs> oh, you're really going to do this, Capcom? And everybody like took a step back, and they're like, oh, yeah, they did this for Street Fighter forever. Oh, we're on the third iteration of four at this point, but I think also at that, at that, it, there's no reason to do that now. There's no reason to do that in this day and age. And the whole fiasco with five, with like just the limitations of that actual release, that was, I don't think it was, was it this podcast that I was actively... I told people I was actively telling people not to buy Street Fighter V and get this game instead. Yeah, when you worked at GameStop, yeah. Yeah, so needless to say, they've had a rocky history, but lately, Monster Hunter World has been their best-selling game of all time. Uh, Devil May Devil May Cry 5, the Resident Evil... Resident Evil 7, I think... Yeah, horror games that can still be scary. <laughs> Capcom can make good games if they want to. Yeah, and the the RE the Resident Evil 2 remake came out and that did very well. They talked of how Nemesis Resident Evil 3 Nemesis was already pretty much in the works, but they wanted to see how the RE2 remake did before they did anything. Uh, their 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 mobile card game Teppin, like that is being that's huge too, so 
Oh, that is, that's them? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. All the crazy characters and stuff. So anyway, what this, uh, to quote them here, will revive dormant intellectual properties for which we have not recently released new titles by increasing the number of our developers. So in the past, and I know this for people that have like worked at Capcom, they've said that their priorities were remakes and sequels, like nothing new, basically after the 360. And that's why you saw Resident Evil 4 released on every goddamn thing you could, yep. uh, as well as one and zero the dead rising games they got re-releases but what everybody's clamoring about or uh, most people that i've seen anyway is dino crisis i would love to see dino crisis again because that was a weird survival horror dinosaur game i would i personally dark stalkers well yeah i'm gonna get into that too dark stalkers is another one there's just there's plenty they could dive into there is plenty like what are they known for I, i'm looking at random stuff here like onimusha i don't think they'll do anything with mega man out of this um maybe mega man Legends or Mega Man Battle Network or all that stuff. <laughs> Nintendo's too much into Mega Man now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not Nintendo, but I mean, they did 10 and 11 and then they re-released those. They, it, it, they've done too much with Mega they Man. They did 9, 10 and then came out with 11. Yeah, they've done too much with Mega Man recently for this to be, for that to be included, I feel like, so. We need, we need dead IPs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no pun intended, maybe it is. Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Goblins, Ghosts and Ghouls, whatever they are, maybe all those. Uh, <laughs> I would just really like a Dino Crisis again. I didn't know there was even somebody was doing a remake of it, like an unofficial one. So I watched a video mm. of that, and that looks cool. Man, do, do you know how amazing it is for me to look in at Capcom now to see that Monster Hunter is their number one selling game of all time, where for so long, Monster Hunter got no love at all? Because like I said, 2004, Monster Hunter 1 came out, and I was playing, I've said it multiple times, playing it with my US or my network adapter on back in my PlayStation 2. Uh, Oh, yeah, wow. And then I specifically bought a PlayStation or a PSP for Monster Hunter. Uh-huh. I bought a, we imported Japanese copies and would write and print out and just write novels of like item descriptions and stuff like translation guides and all that stuff. I think it's a good time to be a Capcom fan again. Yeah, it might so. be, uh, especially when you, if you want to buy a birthday cake with joysticks in it to play arcade games. <laughs> oh, we, I would love to see like a Project Rival Schools come back oh, or something wow. like that too. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Project Justice. Yeah, that would be cool. They've got a lot of IPs they could use. A lot of underrated stuff. Yeah, so it would be great if they went back and grabbed some of that old stuff. And kind of tailoring from that, so for me, Dino Crisis. Is there any series that you'd definitely want to see, like an old Capcom series? Uh, I would really like to see Darkstalkers come back. Okay, yeah, well they announced, they they all but said a Darkstalkers, they said a Darkstalkers 4 was going to happen, and then I think around the Tekken cross Street Fighter stuff is when it got canned or something. Well, maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back now so yeah back from the dead so many jokes <laughs> spooky times <laughs> yeah it's worth mentioning that okami was a capcom game but made by clover studios yeah which eventually became platinum games yep we all know tornado here is a big fan of platinum i'm a big fan of basically every platinum game i've played uh i did not play the Star Fox game though so mm. i can't say anything about that actually the transformers game they did was good the turtles game was a big missed opportunity but it mm. played all right Cora game wasn't good. <laughs> What's that? Cora game was not good. <laughs> 
Oh, I haven't actually played that. I think I do own it, but I also have not played it. Very good premise, but it just was not executed well. Yeah, okay. That's pattern, it seems. Not with them, but just in general. Ikanumi Nakamura. Oh, I'm so sorry. Nakamura. Nakamura. He posted on Twitter. So he works for Platinum Games, and he just the tweet says, Okami's going to be back. We want to make Okami sequel. Oh, yeah, it does say that. We want to make Okami sequel. And fans are looking forward to it, too. You guys want to see Kami as Okami again, right? Everyone, I want to work on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a funny little cute little video of him and another employee okami will be back and the employee next to him she's like really and he goes really and he's given a thumbs up and she just walks <laughs> off screen laughing oh uh, that's the that's the same I, I, I can't remember her name and she's loved on the internet but she's the one that from the e3 that's like it's spooky oh is that her yeah that's her yeah so platinum games with a new okami because that pretty much was clover studios uh yeah. is what went to platinum games or turned into platinum games so i'm down for all of this I need to beat Okami. I never have just sat down with it. I've owned, I own it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. Uh, I streamed it one night, and it's it's very, it's a, just a very long game. There's a lot of downtime in it, though, too. It, I mean, it's a Legend of Zelda game, but better yeah. with better aesthetics. Because you play as a dog. I think it's like a fifty to sixty hour game or something like. Seriously? I mean, if you want to try and do everything, I think. Oh that's well, how fuck long that. It is. Let me just go to how. I don't know what main storyline time is so i'll just type in on how long to beat okami and we've got main story 34 and a half hours jesus that's a lot completionist 54 and a half hey i was i was almost right so yeah jesus well that would be cool though capcom stuff coming back would be neat yeah that'd be awesome because everybody's been screaming at them and sega to do stuff with their old ips that are just sitting there and they're great games i love uh i love the super nintendo capcom startup screen i've recently fell in love with the dreamcast capcom startup screen i love capcom startup screens all right well that's all we got for the news uh i think we, uh, oh that is all we got for the news how about that we don't have a whole lot we didn't have a whole lot but at least we had some good information on them so all right scotty we have apparently this is still the spookiest month of the year yeah and we have a small little segment that i wanted to do uh last week we talked about we talked two hours about our favorite horror movies yeah this week i, I my list isn't very long but i wanted to talk about some of the, our favorite horror games that we played growing up yeah and i'm gonna start with you since you're my guest crap okay <laughs> <laughs> well okay how about this i'll start off we'll address again we'll address the elephant in the room ill bleed has become one of my favorite horror games that i've ever played ill bleed is the most unique video game i have ever played i will say that and stand by yes it. that is every every chapter in that game is totally different yeah like the first one kind of gets you into the mood of what to kind of expect into this game even the walkthrough for the final scenario said we've seen some crazy shit up until this point you're you're about to see some crazy ass shit with this. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yeah, Illbleed is definitely, and I wouldn't even say just as a horror game. That game is just an experience that I've never experienced before. It's very much, it's more survival, but it's horror themed. So I don't know if it's a survival horror, whatever. But it, it is that by the yeah. most like direct definition, I guess you could say. Uh, another one, you're you're not going to agree with me on this. And even though it's more of an action game, but it was the first Resident Evil game I ever played. And it was Res- Resident Evil 4. Yes. But the thing is, a little backstory with me too, I've said it before too i was not allowed to play these games growing up i was not allowed to play horror games growing up i mean even as a kid i thought metroid prime was kind of scary at some parts like just the quietness and all i mean even like because the whole metroid series is based off of alien oh okay yeah 
I, very much so, I guess. The first one is, I mean, one of the main character or ma- one of the main bosses is named Ridley. Yeah. And then the whole like having the main antagonist or the main protagonist be a woman at the end. That was a total homage. The music also, too, if you look at like interviews about Super Metroid, it was very based off of Alien with the eerie music and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Resident Evil 4 was a game like I, like we've said, it's more more character actiony, like it's very action uh, just with like Resident Evil kind of sprinkled on top of it. But there's some parts that were legit scary. Like I just a lot of them were jump scares, which I've said before. I, I hate and I I like a well-deserved jump scare, but I hate a, a just like let's throw all the insidious movies and the conjuring and all that shit. They do that at the end of the movie. Just be like, boo, gotcha. I'm just like, mm. I've seen a tweet where if a comedian ran up to you at a comic show and tickled you and said, haha, you laugh. That means I'm funny. That's what jump scares are <laughs> in the movie world. So, oh, man, going back now, though, Resident Evil 2, like especially the remake, that game is legitimately fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there are parts of it. Yeah. And uh, there's just one little thing I wanted to say is when I was younger and I was playing Ocarina of Time, uh, the Forest Temple always scared me because the Forest Temple is where you first enter or because is where you first experience the wall grabbers mm-hmm. where they, you know, you'll see the shadow underneath you and then they grab you and take you. I remember I stopped playing that game because I got grabbed by a wall grabber and I just turned the game off and wouldn't play it anymore. You were a big old sissy as a kid, huh? I'm a big old baby, man. I mean, Clanker yeah. from Banjo-Kazooie scared me too. The big uh, garbage disposal fish because I, I, water... I don't even remember that one. Water levels freak me the fuck out and... I saw that in world in level three, and I went nope, and I just turned the game off. Water levels can be creepy. I I actually have I have a legitimate fear of like deep like the unknown. I guess because yeah. like deep water scares the shit out of me. There's monsters that live in there. Oh yeah, like legitimate oh, yeah. monsters. The that... Things with their illuminated sticks yeah. and stuff, or just sharks. Ball on a stick. Sharks in general. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, I, I tried to, I sat down and tried to really think about it and that's all I got that my list isn't very long. So, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I could talk forever about all spooky horror games. Like is the aim to talk about games that spooked us or what? Uh, just games that spooked you that you like out of like, okay. I know, I know Soma's going to be on your list. So <laughs> yeah, Soma's on my list to kind of go further back than that. Resident Evil 1 was what got me into horror movies, actually. Okay. But the Resident Evil series anyway. But I remember, and I've talked about this on the Megavisions podcast, but the first game I played through uh, when I was sick from, uh, homesick from school, the dogs, I don't remember if, I'm, I'm sure like I jumped like as a reflex, but I do remember like, oh shit, I can't go back into that hallway now when realistically you can and just easily kill the dogs and it's not a big deal. The first one, the first one is definitely scarier than the second one in my opinion because the mansion, it's because you... It has a Metroidvania sense, and you go throughout the mansion a couple of times, but the mansion changes in terms of where enemies are and things like that. And just the ambiance, the fixed camera angles and the tank controls are what make that game scary. You cannot see around corners. You can only go... I prefer tank controls, but it definitely depends on the game. If the game's made well around that, then the tank controls work just fine. Yeah, Illbleed has tank controls, but it works. Does it? Maybe maybe I'm getting confused with tank controls. Tank controls, when you hold up on the D-pad or the stick, your character always walks forward no matter what direction you're facing Mm, maybe i don't know i have to double check with it resident evil one i found creepier than two especially when you go out into the garden and then come back to the mansion the i think the creepiest part of the game is really the 
guest house where the staff would stay because it's run down and you encounter different things throughout there. The remake of it is very, very good. They add an enemy called the Crimson Heads where mm-hmm. you can, there's zombies that run at you and run through doors to get you. Whoa. Um, which before that was the safety thing. Yeah. They can only be killed if you burn their dead bodies. They don't just go down and stay down. Which one was it? Because everyone's like, oh, the tra- the door transition things are, are like a safe like time. You can like kind of like relax. But was it Resident Evil 2 that like at one point, like there was a zombie that would jump out through uh, in one of those? Yes. Okay. The very early part of the game in uh, scenario B, if you go to a certain part, there's two zombies that come at you near this like guardhouse kind of area near the police station. Oh, okay. I could write guides to the first two games. <laughs> <laughs> like fun, quick story about the second game. I played that game so much because you had to unlock tofu, which I've never legitimately done by playing the game through nine times and getting like better than a C, I think on all those runs or something crazy. You you play as a stick of tofu and he was in the game to test hit detection. Oh, okay. For your character. Yeah, so they just left that in as a bonus, but it's basically playing as Hunk the fourth survivor, but as tofu. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I played the second game so much renting a PlayStation 1 from Blockbuster Video and I actually bought a memory card, but I would always rent Resident Evil 2 Mm -hmm. to the point that I didn't have a PS1, but I'd already beaten this game multiple times that a friend at school borrowed my memory card when he finally was getting Resident Evil 2. He already had a PS1 and everything, Uh but I just thought it was funny that he's borrowing it from the kid that doesn't own the system, but just has a (laughs) a memory card with the saves on it. Oh, you would would rent the system too? Yeah, I'd rent the PS1. Yeah, that was... Oh, that's crazy. Looking back, it probably would have been cheaper to buy the console than rent it forever, but I don't know. I was a dumb kid. The scariest thing for 2 for me was actually the demo that came with the director's cut of 1 where you're walking through the first... uh, Actually, I don't think it is a... No, it's not a save room, but it's a safe room for you. You take a corner and you can just see the window Mm -hmm. and the outside is just black, but you see something crawl across it and then you go into the next area. There's some droplets of blood going from the ceiling. You look up and it's the liquor, like one of the more recognizable Resident Evil monsters. I mean, it was in the first movie, so... Uh, uh, We're not going to get into those, but yeah. Silent Hill is a good game. I've only played the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played a good bit of the second one, but never finished it, because I I never had a PS2 growing up. I went to GameCube. I literally went to GameCube because they said Sonic was going to be on there, like the main Sonic (laughs) games. Yeah. And Smash Brothers. Yeah. But so, Silent Hill, the first one was good. I want to replay it, uh, because I haven't in a while. Condemned 1 and 2 are both good games, good creepy games. The second one is the first game to ever make me scream at a video game. Ah. All I'm going to say is the part where the bear shows up. All right. <laughs> to avoid any spoilers if nobody's played that. I've one. never played any of them, so. The first one I've talked about so many times, the scariest part in that game for me and and Chris Powell from Mega Visions mirrors this when you are in a department store and you're trying to find the serial killer and so you go up to a dressing room area and you are opening all these doors because you saw him run in here mm-hmm. and you're opening all these doors and it's just like ah there's a mannequin ah whatever there's some clothes whatever then you open the last one and you turn around and there's like 30 mannequins all looking directly at you what yeah it's oh that's fucking weird that's and everybody's up. every time i mention that everybody's like oh like doctor who in that one season i'm like no <laughs> No, no, no. (laughs) They did it first. (laughs) Yeah, this is way creepier than that. Well, Doctor Who did it first, but this is still way fucking scarier than mannequins because the mannequins don't ever actually move. But the fact that they're just ominously looking at you. Yeah. Soma is a first-person, not really a shooter. I call it a first-person adventure game. I watched your edit of it, and it was phenomenal. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I edited down four hours of gameplay into like a 10-minute 
thing for when I was on Sega Addicts to try to get people to look at our streams, but uh, maybe link that in the description or whatever if you feel like. But yeah. that's made by Frictional Games, who also made Amnesia The Dark Descent. I never actually played that one. I didn't either. Soma looked a lot more appealing to me with the sci-fi aspect of it. It reminds me a lot, and I mentioned it in that in that snippet that you watched, it reminds me a lot of The Thing. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much because it is a good game, and when you get to the twist, it's really kind of just like, holy shit. Yeah, I've never Stuff played like it, this so. could really happen. Like, stuff the the plot points in the game where it goes with it it's a legitimate thing that i think i could see maybe mankind turning this way yeah but it's it's a lot of small corridors you're not sure if you're fighting ghosts or real people or or what they are or robots who knows yeah but it is a i will give a, a fair warning it gets very depressing at some times but i like depressing stuff for some reason you know my theory with it so <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it's a very good game it, it it's it's one of the creepier games i've played to the point that if i didn't have a buddy co-piloting with me i probably would not play this game by myself in, or in an empty house by myself it gets really creepy it, it's a slow ramp up, though. I'll let you know. It it's starts a slow burn. pretty. It's pretty slow to start, but then you start filling in the blanks with the story and stuff. It gets really interesting, and that's why I kept. Um, don't look up playthroughs because the title screen is actually a spoiler because that evolves over time. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I was like, oh, I think I know where this is going, and it was never spoiled for me, but I totally called it. Still a good game, though. I have a theory about the ending that I won't say until you play it. Okay. It's theorized that there are four endings in the game. I like to throw in that there's one one more ending but i'll talk about that whenever you play it i really wish they could if they because there's been video games of the thing that are terrible yes i own the ps2 game i think it's right behind me actually they could yeah. make a game similar to soma like like you said because you the the soma feels like the thing they could make a horror game like for the thing don't make it a character action don't make it like an action game or anything like that. just make it a legit no. terrifying paranoia anxiety game and you could make it you would you would have to play as different characters i think mm-hmm. and then so that that way you can't tell if you are the thing or who is the thing yeah and I think what would be a fun twist is if, like, one of the final missions, you are the thing, but and, like, one of your objectives is to, like, kill somebody else or something. I don't or know. one of your objectives is to make it look like you're not the thing. Like, you have to be, act right. like, yeah. Your dialogue yeah. choices are going to reflect, like, that. Yeah, if there were dialogue choices, I think it would be cool if near the end, the dialogue is broken up because the alien doesn't understand human speech. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be something like that. Like, it could be, like, build ship or like find food or like beard guy is tasty or something like that you know or it's stuff that would be based off of like information that you found along the way like about yeah. like someone would like quiz you to be like oh well what's uh you know what's john's you know wife's name or something like that and if you get it wrong they're like well we just had a conversation about this yesterday oh yeah okay. but then also you're like oh wait what if he what if that guy's the thing fucking with me or something like that yeah it could get it could get really really cool yeah no that's it they'd have to have some really strong writing for it basically well i was gonna say too uh, i know until dawn's not really scary but until dawn is a really weird it's fun horror center yeah it's a weird campy thing it could be a campy movie it reminds me a lot of like cabin in the woods like how weird and crazy that movie got i really like that movie i actually haven't seen it i know i need to and joss whedon does good stuff it's goofy yeah it's really funny and i like it yeah i'm gonna mention splatterhouse 3 you're gonna have to listen to the mega vision sideshow to hear what i really think about that game because we're talking about it tomorrow yep that'll be coming out the same week this is coming out i believe yeah yeah it will uh and then lastly i'll mention pt oh yeah duh (laughs) single-handedly the scariest thing 
thing I've ever experienced. I have a save somehow on my PS4. I have to, like, trick it to think my PC is an IP to download it, because otherwise I can't actually play that game. So PT was the playable trailer, or playable teaser by uh, Kojima and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and Del Toro that never came to be, but just how you're walking down a corridor and it's repeating itself. It's only, like, two hallways in a house, and there you can go into the bathroom and that's it. The fetus. <laughs> yeah, that talks to you. Uh, the, lunch bo- the lunch bag that talks to you. The girlfriend I had at the time had it on her PS4 and I actually borrowed her entire system, brought it over to my apartment and played it with my roommates at the time and also AJ who, anyone who watched the marathon stuff, AJ was there playing it too. (laughs) And it uses the microphone on the controller or if you plug in a microphone and just all this shit Mm -hmm. There was there was a part where we played it through multiple times. I've I've quote unquote finished it three times. The ghost always appears in front of you, and or it'll if you're in the bathroom, it'll come through the door at you and stuff. We kept playing, and we found that like when you make the right turn, if you see the ghost, you turn around and you stay in that corridor, and you can avoid it if you wait for a little bit. So we found kind of a safe spot around that if you backtracked just beyond that corner, just back up a little bit. We we're playing it multiple times. Just you go through the scenarios and stuff, and we found the ghost again and then we turn around we had we'd played it more than three times definitely but have uh, i only finished it a couple of times (laughs) so we're just continually like repeating it and trying to get because we found out through the internet how you can unlock like the trailer for silent hills a new silent hill game coming out and everything and now that's since been defunct and whatever but there was one time where we turned around running we saw the silhouette of the ghost in the foyer the foyer or whatever and so we turned around aj was playing he rounded the corner and the ghost killed him like right as he got around the corner we're like what the fuck that's never happened that's always been the safe place we can go back to (laughs) what the fuck and like and when we were done playing aj was like well thank you scott i will not be able to sleep tonight uh, but this was a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's what a game should be like like scary games and i was really happy um one of my roommates at the time uh, i mentioned he's a game dev and he just kept saying like this is the best marketing i've ever seen for a video game or maybe anything (laughs) because they had the idea to like not give it away and and it was just something that just popped up uh one day on the store there was no explanation to it and people downloaded it and word of mouth helped people figure out how to unlock the silent hills trailer and how to find different things in it because there's spoilers who the fuck cares you have to i think there's like seven pictures you have to collect or like pieces of a family photo one of them Mm -hmm. is you have to you're going through and you're finding them like oh it's on the floor it's on the wall oh i i picked up this thing i turned it around it's part of the photo there's one in the pause menu that you have to find particularly like bullshit like that which i love it's like it was it reminded people of eternal darkness so on the gamecube and stuff like that that would kind of break the fourth wall i remember uh i was really i still watch game grumps but i was really big into watching everything game grumps did and they came out with that video and i was like what the hell is this and i just because danny's terrified the entire time he hates scary games and then like aaron's playing he's like oh my god and then i was like what is this game and my roommate at the time i was like did you watch the game grumps video today he's like yeah that's pt i was like what is this he's like oh boy <laughs> let me show you yeah and i was like no rachel my girlfriend has watched playthroughs of it but she's a big horror fan but she's never played it so when i brought it up she's like oh yeah i've seen it before i'm like no honey you have to be holding this controller and like experiencing this to actually be scared yeah. so it's great so if you can yeah. find a way to play it i definitely recommend yeah. it somehow it's out there on the it's on the internet somewhere they have made sure anytime the internet anytime someone's told that you can't do this the internet yeah i mean there's people are making a there's a remake that is on the pc that is pretty similar to it i think it 
uh, it had a name. I'm trying to find it now. But there is another way to, like, trick it, and <laughs> I got to figure out if this thing actually works. I'll report later on it if I can, like, trick my PC to act as an IP All address right. so I can download the save. Because you can't, that's the thing, too, is Konami not only removed it from the store, but you can't, like, if you downloaded it but deleted it, you can't even download it again, something like that, you know? That's bullshit. Yeah, so it, I don't know. I'm, I'm SOL because I never downloaded it, so... That's a shame. Oh, I think it's literally they're trying to call it PT. That's not going to work. The the remake. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, so. I don't know. But that's that's the moral of the story is play scary games even if you're scared to do right. it. Right. Yes. Because otherwise you'll be like me and miss out on a lot of really good. Yeah, kid sissy Corey over there. <laughs> I was a bit scared of gremlins for seven years. So <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, from three to ten. So well, that's all we. Oh no, we got. Uh, that's all we got for that segment. Uh, we do have. I think we've got... Yeah. Let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up on my phone. Yeah, just one question. H2O Happy Dude asks, if you guys could take a game that's not horror and flip it on... I'm sorry, horror. Flip it on its head and make it a horror (laughs) game, what would it be and why? (laughs) Mine would be Street Fighter with them fighting to the death which is pretty much Mortal Kombat, I think. But Yeah, uh, I thought about this the other day. I'll go ahead and take this one first. I was thinking of a Kirby-styled horror game. Oh, no. Where uh, you're actually... So a little story is me and my friend that works for Blizzard, we thought of this as like a movie pilot where, where the, the two cops are investigating these this round of murders mm-hmm. that are, are people are just like, they're only finding pieces of people and stuff like that. Oh, no. No. And uh, it's office. They're Officer Poppy Bros. What? So you you know there's a uh, there's a uh, enemy in a Kirby called Poppy Bros. He's the one that throws the bombs. He's a little dude with like the jester hat, and he's got like a really happy face and all that. Oh, okay, sure. You know, it'd be a, a two brothers, uh, last name Poppy. So it'd be like Joe Poppy and you know Christopher Poppy or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they're investigating this murder, and they come to find out it's a cannibal. It's like a it's a cannibal of a guy that has like no hair. Like he has uh, what is it called? Propel or something like that he can't grow hair and all that other stuff and come to find out he's like a very pink guy and they're in it's basically they're investigating kirby because he his last name would be like john kirby or something like that wasn't john kirby the guy who created superman or something jack kirby i don't know but we thought of this thing where it would be like a horror movie like a horror detective movie and at one point like one of the brothers gets killed and eaten as well too so then there's like a vendetta for the other brother we thought about this it's wow. stupid as hell and it, and it sounds like a horror skit that we should do but that's what we should have is we should have some kind of game where either one you could have a kirby game wherever like it could be like normal kirby and whenever you eat something though like you hear like horror screams and all like a copy like a, a creepy pasta oh yeah, or yeah something yeah, like yeah. that or you could do like a first person detective game where we were thinking about our movie where you're it's you're investigating Kirby, like you just find like that's condemned basically yeah yeah so i don't know i thought of like i would take kirby because it's just like oh he's eating everything and then just like give it horror elements like like instead of him just swallowing and like sucking something in and, and then like swallowing it, he would have to suck it in and then you'd have to like, you know, he'd have to chew it and you'd have to see it and all that stuff. So I don't know. That's what automatically popped into my head. So that's horrible. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I hate it. The, um, oh, to clarify before anyone jumps down our throats, Jack Kirby was a Marvel artist. He's uh, known for Captain America and stuff. Okay. I think John Kirby was, John Kirby was actually the uh, guy that was, Kirby was named after, I think. Sure. So. Anyway, (laughs) I thought of one. I couldn't think of many because 
the the more I thought it was well I'll get into what I thought and then uh, yeah Katamari Domasi where you're rolling that ball over people and actually killing them and there's just blood everywhere yeah and when you eventually make them into a planet or a star as that's happening you just hear screams of pain yeah that, that game i mean granted it's just be katamari but bloody you could really just make that please that would be fun maybe for halloween he's rolling a pumpkin around i don't know and and then i was like well what else can i do with this and then i realized everything i was thinking of was just a game but more gory so like maybe if sonic was trying to save those little creatures but you'd like watch them like it maybe they don't need to be roboticized they just need the life force of them so robotnik would like just jam them into some (laughs) machine and they just die and get crushed and then somehow it makes a robot i don't know that that's really that's all i could really think of this reminds me though of doom that was turned into um noah's ark super 3d adventure you know about that yes okay yeah. yes which is a game i think it's was a it released clone. on steam i think so before we get too much farther john joseph kirby jr was an american attorney he was most notable for successful defense for nintendo against universal studios when it came to donkey kong in 1984 oh okay there you go and then i think shigeru miyamoto named uh, kirby after kirby because of that oh okay Cool. The more you know. Yep. Noah's Ark is on Steam. Oh, they call it Super 3D Noah's Ark. Five bucks. It's basically Doom, but you're Noah and you're feeding animals by firing food into their mouths to make them go to sleep. There's like goats that run up to you and all that stuff. That's the most hilarious thing in the world. I think Continue Show played it at one point. Oh, yeah. I know it's it's been on Cinemassacre, too. Yeah, I could only really think of like making Katamari. I I was trying to think of the the friendliest, fun, uh, family friendliest games and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. Katamari's pretty jovial and colorful that's why i did too is. yeah kirby just totally 180 it yeah i'm trying to turn around and like look at my games and like i don't have a lot of cutesy games i try to think of Bomberman, but i mean that would just turn into terrorism the game pretty much so i mean basically so <laughs> like i don't know oh maybe we could just turn resident evil into like a game of sardines where you're just trying to find your friends in the mansion <laughs> and it's a big game of hide and seek yeah well that's like how diablo 3 has some maps that you can stumble upon and it's all like super cutesy like my little pony world oh really but you're like the enemies are like stuffed bears and stuff but when you kill them like blood spurts out and all that other stuff oh my it's like the rainbow world that you can go into every like you'll find a portal and it's a rainbow portal and you're like oh okay it's usually those kind of areas are like just chocked full of like awesome gear and all that stuff but you just go through massacring care bears and all this other stuff picking up awesome loot yeah Yeah. i like those little things that they do so that's fun but yeah that's uh i think that's all the questions that we have for this week yeah thank you guys i tried to reach out in the mega visions discord but nobody gave a shit probably because everybody's sleeping in on a saturday morning well, also, you're on this podcast, so there goes about four of our questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I say it every time. So, But uh, that's all I've got. That's all I've got for this week. I think that was a pretty good... Uh pretty good little segment that we did we talked about stuff yep scotty do you have anything that you would like to plug or anything that's coming up in the next couple weeks yeah so you're gonna be flying away from us so i'm gonna finally stream a little bit more um i'm gonna pick up ghostbusters they remastered uh whatever they just re-released it probably the ghostbusters game that was essentially the third movie i'm gonna grab that and i'm gonna play that wednesday that's my streaming day getting back into that not sure if there's gonna be a throwdown or not this coming week but we always do those thursday nights 
throwdowns on twitch.tv backslash megavisions that's right where Corey runs most of the show i think we can start hyping it up now though the last week of october the thursday night throwdown is going to be dark stalkers that's going to be good because that's the the most halloweeny video game you can get that was on a sega console in my opinion i forgot that that's what that was going to be so (laughs) oh there you go yeah but yeah we've got you know as always i am part of megavisions which is a physical magazine and a website and a twitch channel physical magazine you can still go to patreon.com backslash megavisions and become a member of that if you do sub to that you get access to the sideshow which is a podcast where this month we've been discussing we discussed monster squad Corey was on that he confessed his love for it uh and also scrub vs. chris was on that also confessed his love for it oh god <laughs> and my lovely girlfriend rachel was on we debated that movie and its quality next episode of that we're going to be talking about splatterhouse 3 splatter i keep saying i say it too fast and it's splatterhouse splatterhouse you're from the north so it's fine <laughs> splatterhouse i guess splatterhouse um, stay down here it's splatterhouse <laughs> Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. Oh, God. And then after that, continuing and ending the Holly... 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 You keep my my wife's name out of your mouth. (laughs) Whoops. I couldn't say it right at all the last uh, Scrub Wars podcast. Yeah, I didn't correct you either. I was just like, I looked at him. I looked at Hallie every time you said it, and she just like, sugar. She's like, I understand. (laughs) I'm sorry. Tell her I'm sorry. Please understand. But lastly, we're going to be talking about the House of the Dead movie by Uwe Boy. I will be on that oh one. Oh my god. I've only seen this movie to talk about how bad it is. I've never like just watched it to watch it. It's something. But that's going to happen. So a lot of stuff going on. We've got reviews coming up. Uh, be sure to sub to the Patreon soon to get the next issue of Mega Visions. Uh, Virtual On is going to be on the cover. But we have a lot of superhero related stuff. I reviewed mm-hmm. Captain America and the Avengers arcade game. Spoilers, it sucks. But still read my <laughs> review because I make fun of it and it's fun. And yeah. Marvelous Capcom 2 I think is in there too. Yes. Yeah. Lots of good hero-y stuff. But if you just check out, follow us on Twitter at MegavisionsMag, that's M-A-G, you'll be able to keep up with all the stuff we do. We're on Instagram, website, all that good stuff. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, definitely jump in and on that Patreon, and I think it's the fourteen ninety nine tier. You'll get the physical magazine. Yep. Yes. Yes. Even though I'm an employee, I still back it because it's. I do it. Yeah, and those magazines are great. I actually don't have it propped up right now, but I have my I have three copies because I have two copies of issue eight, and then I have a yeah. copy of seven. That one. There and you go. And then there's the other one. Yep. Those are we the, got those- it. Those are the only two actual physical ones, right? Uh, yeah, unless you were fortunate enough to get a summer preview issue. Well, I've got, like Scotty said, I will be traveling to Austin next week for work. So I will be hitting up half-price books for video game deals and movie deals and all that stuff. I will plan on, at some point this next coming a week, I have to watch Day of the Dead because I watch it every year. So I'm going to watch that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also got a review copy for Super Monkey Ball on the Switch. Yep. And I will be doing a live stream of that on the 29th, which is when the embargo is up. I actually, I'm going to take my Switch with me and I'll probably, I want to play through it because I would like to do a, re- a review for the channel, not the channel, okay. for the uh, for the mag- the website. So I'd like to do a review for it. So. <laughs> Magazine, channel, website. All of it. Yeah. Check it all out. But yeah. yeah, next week, Chris will be back for anyone that has not been listening to the podcast because Chris is not here. So <laughs> he's going to have, he's going to tell us all about his, his vacation to Florida, the mystical land. Flow Rida. Flow Rida. You know how long it took me to realize that that rapper's name was Florida? <laughs> uh, I never thought about it. I guess so. I just don't care. Yeah, his name is Flow Rida. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then years later, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, Look but yeah. at his butt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah on that note uh, i want to thank everyone for checking us out and like uh, you know where to find us on podbean twitter all that jazz thank you scotty mo thank you for being on the podcast again do you see my cool jet set radio pin on my hat i actually thought it was persona 4 but that didn't nope. make sense so <laughs> but awesome well everyone i hope everyone has a good week and take care Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. 